Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. Hello, folks, and thank you for the special edition of Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation. And we'll shortly get to the streaming of the debate. Uh, I want to apologize to the folks. I thought that my Newsmax uh, TV on the Bard's Logic Cloak Talk website was going to show part of the debate, but it looks like it has not. Uh, so I want to apologize uh, for that, if, uh, for putting that out there to you. Uh, but we will be streaming. Uh, let's try to get the stream of the rest of the debate, and then we'll take your commentary tonight on the debate. And, and man, I tell you what, right now it looks like uh, they're trying to set uh, Hillary Clinton up for a win. Uh, you'll probably uh, will hear me doing some screaming in the background uh, while we uh, listen to the streaming. But let's go ahead and uh, get out there so that we can hear the rest for you and then do our commentary uh, afterwards and your analysis. Here is it in progress. <laughs> This is an open discussion. Well, it is an open discussion. I, I understand. And a specific you, question went to pay for a play. Do you want to well, talk about that? Well, but there is no evidence. There is a lot of evidence. It's a very good work. And it's a criminal enterprise. And so many It's a criminal enterprise. Saudi Arabia giving $25 million. Qatar, all of these countries. You talk about women and women's rights. So these are people that push gays off business, off buildings. These are people that kill women and treat women horribly, and yet you take their money. So I'd like to ask you right now, why don't you give back the money that you've taken from certain countries that treat certain groups of people so horribly? Why don't you give back the money? I think it would be a great gesture. Well, because she takes a tremendous amount of money, and you take a look at the people of Haiti. I was in a little Haiti the other day in Florida, and I want to tell you, they hate the Clintons. Because what's happened in Haiti with the Clinton Foundation is a disgrace. And you know it, and they know it, and everybody knows it. Well, very quickly, we um, at the Clinton Foundation spend 90%, 90% of all the money that uh, is donated on behalf of programs of people around the world and in our own country. I'm very proud of that. We have the highest rating from the watchdogs that... Uh, follow foundations, and I'd be happy to compare what we do with the Trump Foundation, which took money from other people and bought a six-foot portrait of Donald. I mean, who does that? Uh, it, it just was astonishing. But when it comes to Haiti, Haiti is the poorest country in our hemisphere. The earthquake and the hurricanes that have devastated Haiti. Uh, Bill and I have been involved in trying to help Haiti for many years. The Clinton Foundation raised $30 million to help Haiti after the catastrophic uh, earthquake and all of the terrible problems the people there have. We've done things to help small businesses, agriculture, and so much else. And we're going to keep working to help Haiti because it's an important part of the American anymore. I'd like to mention one thing. Trump Foundation, small foundation. People contribute. I contribute. The money goes 100%. 100% goes to different charities, including a lot of military. I don't get anything. I don't buy boats. I don't buy planes. What happens? Wasn't some of the money used to settle your lawsuit, sir? No, it was, we put up the American flag, and 
That's it. They put up the American flag. We fought to the right in Palm Beach. They put up the American flag. There was a penalty that was imposed by Palm Beach County. There was. And by the way, the money, money the Fisher House, where they build houses, the money that you're talking about, went to Fisher House, where they build houses for veterans and disabled. I I want to get into one. Of course, there's no way we can know whether any of that is true because he hasn't released his tax returns. He is the first candidate ever to run for president in the last 40 plus years who has not released his tax returns. So everything he says, anything else, uh, we can't uh, prove it. You can look at our tax returns. We've got them out there. But what is really troubling is that we learned in the last debate, he has not paid a penny in federal income tax. And we were talking about immigrants a few minutes ago. Well, well, all immigrants, undocumented immigrants. And just in that respect, I say 
it's rigged because she should never, she should never have been allowed to run for the presidency based on what she did with emails and so many other things. So there is a tradition in this country, in fact, one of the flags of this country, is the peaceful transition of power and that no matter how hard what a campaign is, that is not fair. That a loser can be necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Not you're saying you're not prepared now to come no, that 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 I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, and Chris, let me you know, think about it. Horrifying. Oh, horrifying, whatever. Whatever it is, is rigged against him. Uh, the FBI conducted a year-long investigation. Oh, yeah, we should the FBI. The FBI was rigged. He lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claimed the court system and the federal judge. We know we know there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged. I should have gotten it. This, this is a mindset. This is this is how it's Donald not just him saying it. And it's, it's funny, people. but it's also really troubling. Okay. So that is not the way our democracy works. We've been around for 240 years. years too. We've had free and fair elections. We've accepted the outcomes when we may not have liked them. Yes, and anyone standing on a debate stage during a general election. You know, President Obama said the other day, when you're whining before the it just shows you, you're not up to doing the job. And let's, you know, let's be clear about what he is saying and what that means. He is denigrating. He's talking down our democracy. And I, for one, am appalled that somebody oh, who is nominated of one of our two major parties would take that kind of position. I think what the FBI did and what the Department of Justice did, including meeting with her husband, the attorney general, in the back of an airplane on the tarmac, in Arizona, I think it's disgraceful. I think it's a disgrace. Right. I think we've never had this. Doesn't do any good for anyone. Let's please move on to the subject of foreign hotspots. The Iraqi offensive to take back Mosul has begun. If they are successful in pushing ISIS out of that city and out of all of Iraq, the question then becomes. What happens the day after? And that's something that whichever of you ends up, whoever of you ends up as president is going to have to confront. Will you put U.S. troops into that vacuum to make sure that ISIS doesn't come back or isn't replaced by something even worse? Secretary Clinton, you go first in this segment. You have two minutes. Well, I am encouraged that uh, there is an effort led by the Iraqi army, uh, supported by Kurdish forces and uh, also, given the help and advice from the number of special forces and other Americans on the ground, but I will not support putting American soldiers into Iraq as an occupying force. I don't think that is in our interest, and I don't think that would be smart to do. In fact, Chris, I think that would be a big red flag waving for ISIS to reconstitute itself. The goal here is to take back Mosul. It's going to be a hard fight. I've got no uh, illusions about that, and then continue to press into 
Syria to begin to take back and move on Raqqa, which is the ISIS headquarters. I am hopeful that the hard work that American uh, military advisors have done will pay off and that we will see uh, a, real, a really successful military operation. But we know we've got lots of work to do. Syria will remain a hotbed of terrorism as long as the civil war aided and abetted by the Iranians and the Russians continues. So I have said, look, we need to keep our eye on ISIS. That's why I want to have an intelligence surge that protects us here at home, why we have to go after them from the air, on the ground, online, why we have to make sure here at home we don't let terrorists buy weapons if you're too dangerous to fly or too dangerous to buy a gun. And I'm going to continue to uh, push for a no-fly zone and safe havens within Syria, not only to help protect the Syrians and prevent the constant outflow of refugees, but to frankly gain some leverage on both the Syrian government and the Russians so that perhaps we can have uh, the kind of serious negotiation necessary to bring the conflict to an end and go forward on a political track. Mr. Trump, same question. If we are able to push ISIS out of Mosul and out of Iraq, will, would you be willing to put U.S. troops in there to prevent their return or something else? Let me tell you, Mosul's so sad. We had Mosul. But when she left, when she took everybody out, we lost Mosul. Now we're fighting again to get Mosul. Problem with Mosul, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to get the leaders of ISIS who they felt were in Mosul. About three months ago, I started reading that they want to get the leaders, and they're going, they're going to attack Mosul. Whatever happened to the element of surprise? Okay? We announced we're going after Mosul. I've been reading about going after Mosul now for about, how long is it? Only three months? These people have all left. They've all left. The element of surprise. Douglas, McArthur, George, Patton, spinning in their graves when they see the stupidity of our country. So we're now fighting for muscle, but we had. All she had to do was stay there. Now we're going into Guinea. But you know who the big winner in muscle is going to be after we eventually get it? And the only reason they did it is because she's running for the office of president. If they want to look tough. They want to look good. She violated the red line in the sand. And he made so many mistakes. He made all mistakes. That's why we have the deep migration. But she wanted to look good for the election. So they're going in. But who's going to get Mosul, really? We'll take Mosul eventually. By the way, if you look at what's happening, much tougher than they thought. Much, much tougher. Much more dangerous. It's going to be more best than they thought. But the leaders that we wanted to get are all gone. Because they're smart. He said, what do we need this for? So Mosul is going to be a wonderful thing, and Iran should write us a letter of thank you, just like the really stupid, really stupidest deal of all time, a deal that's going to give Iran absolutely nuclear weapons. Iran should write us yet another letter saying thank you very much, because Iran, as I said many years ago, Iran is taking over Iraq, something they've wanted to do forever, but we've made it so easy for them. So we're now going to take Mosul, and you know who's going to be the beneficiary? Iran. Boy, are they making, I mean, they are outsmarting. I look, you're not there. You might be involved in that decision, but you were there when you took everybody out of Mosul and out of Iraq. You shouldn't have been in Iraq, but you did vote for it. You shouldn't have been in Iraq, but one step yeah, in Iraq, you should have never left the way. The point is, the point is going to be Iran. Really? Uh, he, he let her go on and on and on. Uh, Donna is, is fine that he didn't support the invasion. 
president of Iraq. I said it was a mistake. I said that years ago. He has consistently denied what is a very clear fact that before the invasion, he supported it. And, you know, I just want everybody to go Google it. Google Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Verify that he was for the invasion of Iraq. And you can actually hear the audio of him saying that. Now, why does that matter? Well, it matters because he has not told the truth about that position. I guess he believes it makes him look better now to contrast with me because uh, I did vote for it. But what's really important here is to understand all the interplay. Mosul is a Sunni city. Mosul is on the border of Syria. And, yes, we do need to go after Baghdadi, and uh, just like we went after uh, bin Laden uh, while we were doing Celebrity Apprentice, and we brought him to justice. We need to go after the leadership, but we need to get rid of them, get rid of their fighters. There are estimated several thousand fighters in Mosul. They've been digging underground. They've been prepared to defend. It's going to be tough fighting. But I think we can take back Mosul, and then we can move on into Syria and take back Raqqa. This is what we have to do. I'm, I'm just amazed that he seems to think that the Iraqi government and our allies and everybody else launched uh, the attack on Mosul to help me in this election. But that's how Donald thinks, you know. Are you know, kidding me? She's just trying to Take a look at Aleppo. It is so sad. 
Can you see what's happening? There we go. Look, and a lot of this is because of the, uh, Hillary Clinton. Because what happened is by fighting she turned out to be a lot tougher than she thought. And now she's going to say, oh, he loves the sun. She's just, he's just <laughs> tougher and much smarter than her and Obama. And everyone thought he was gone two years ago, three years ago. He aligned, he aligned with Russia. He now also aligned with Iran, who we made very powerful. We gave them $150 billion back. We gave them $1.7 billion in cash. I mean cash, bundles of cash as big as this stage. We gave them $1.7 billion. Now, they have lied. He has aligned with Russia and with Iran. They don't want ISIS, but they have other things because we're backing. We're backing rebels. We don't know who the rebels are. We're giving them lots of money, lots of everything. We don't know who the rebels are. Yeah, how and and that's fine. It's not going to happen because you have Russia and you have Iran now. But if they ever did overthrow Assad, you might end up with as bad as Assad is. He's a bad guy. But you may very well end up with worse than Assad. If she did nothing, we'd be in much better shape. And this is what's caused the Great Migration, where she's taken in tens of thousands of Syrian refugees who probably... In many cases, not probably, who are definitely, in many cases, ISIS aligned. And we now have them in our country. And wait till you see what this is going to be the great Trojan horse. And wait till you see what happens in the coming years. Lots of luck, Hillary. Thanks a lot for doing a great job. Secretary Clinton, you have talked about, and in the last debate, and again today, that you would impose a no-fly zone to try to protect the people of Aleppo and to stop the killing there. President Obama has refused to do that because he fears it's going to draw us closer and deeper into the conflict. And General Joseph Dunford, the Secretary of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said, you are opposed to no-fly zone. Chances are you're going to get into a war, his words, with Syria and, and Russia. So the question I have is, if you impose a no-fly zone, first of all, how do you respond to their concerns? Secondly, if you impose a no-fly zone and a Russian plane violates that, does President Clinton keep that plane back? Well, Chris, first of all, I think a no-fly zone could save lives and could hasten the end of the conflict. I'm well aware of the really legitimate concerns that you have expressed from both the president and the general. Um, this would not be done just on the first day. This would take a lot of negotiation. and would also take making it clear to the Russians and the Syrians that our purpose here was to provide safe zones on the ground. We've had millions of people leave Syria. And those millions of people uh, inside Syria have been dislocated. So I think we could strike a deal and make it very clear uh, to the Russians and the Syrians that this was something that we believe was in the best interest of the people on the ground in Syria. It would help us with our fight against ISIS. But I want to respond to what Donald said about refugees. He's made these claims repeatedly. I am not going to let anyone into this country who is not vetted, who we do not have confidence in, but I am not going to slam the door on women and children. I, that picture of that little four-year-old boy in Aleppo with the blood coming down his face while he sat in an ambulance is haunting. And so we are going to be very careful, thorough vetting. That does not solve our internal challenges with ISIS and our need to stop radicalization, to work with American Muslim communities who are on the front lines to identify and prevent attacks. In fact, the killer of the 
dozens of people at the nightclub in Orlando, the Pulse nightclub, was born in Queens, the same place Donald was born. So let's be clear about what the threat is and how we are best going to be able to meet it. And yes, some of that threat emanates from over in Syria and Iraq, and we've got to keep fighting, and I will defeat ISIS. And some of it is we have to up our game and be much smarter. I want to get into our final segment. But, but I just have to – it's, it's so part. ridiculous what you – she will defeat ISIS. We should have never let ISIS happen in the first place. And right now we're in 32 countries. Oh, right. Wait one second. They had a ceasefire three weeks ago. A ceasefire, United States, Russia, Syria. And during the ceasefire, Russia took over vast swatches of land. And then they said, we don't want this ceasefire anymore. We are so outplayed on missiles, on ceasefires. They are outplayed. Now, she wasn't there. I assume she had nothing to do with it. But our country is so outplayed by Putin and Assad and, and by the way, and by Iran. Nobody can believe how stupid our leadership is. Sister well, Trump, Secretary Clinton, no, we need to move on to our final segment, and that is the national debt, which has not been discussed until tonight. Our national debt is a share of the economy. Our GDP is now 77%. That's the highest since just after World War II. But the Nonpartisan Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget says, Secretary Clinton, under your plan, Debt would rise to 86% of GDP over the next 10 years. Mr. Trump, under your plan, they say it would rise to 105% of GDP over the next 10 years. question is, why are both of you ignoring this problem? Mr. Trump, you go first. Well, I say they are because I'm going to create tremendous jobs. And we're bringing GDP from really 1%, which is what it is now. And if you got in, it would be less than zero. But we're bringing it from 1% up to 4%, and I actually think we can go higher than 4%. I think you can go to 5 or 6%. And if we do, you don't have to bother asking the question because we have a tremendous machine. We will have created a tre- tremendous economic machine once again. To do that, we're taking back jobs. We're not going to let our companies be raided by other countries where we lose all our jobs. We don't make our product anymore. It's very sad. But I'm going to create a, the kind of a country that we were from the standpoint of industry. We used to be there. We've given it up. We've become very, very sloppy. We've had people that are political hacks making the biggest deals in the world, bigger than companies. You take these big companies, these trade deals are far bigger than these companies. And yet we don't use our great leaders, many of whom back me and many of whom back Hillary, I must say. But we don't use those people. Those are the people. These are the greatest negotiators in the world. We're the greatest business people in the world. We have to use them to negotiate our trade deals. We use political hacks. We use people that get the position because they gave, they made a campaign contribution. And they're dealing with China and people that are very much yeah, smarter in the world. So we have to use our great people. But that said, we will create an economic machine the likes of which we haven't seen in many decades. And people, Chris, will go back to work, and they'll make a lot of money, and we'll have companies that will grow and expand and start from new. Secretary Clark. Well, first, when I, when I hear Donald talk like that and know that his slogan is Make America Great Again, I wonder when he thought America was great. Uh, and before uh, he uh, rushes and says, you know, before you and President Obama were there, 
I think it's important to recognize that he has been criticizing um, our government for decades. You know, back in 1987, he got a $100,000 in the New York Times during the time when President Reagan was president and basically said exactly what he just said now, that we were the laughing stock of the world. He was criticizing President Reagan. This is the way Donald thinks about himself, puts himself into, you know, the middle and says, you know, I alone can fix it, as he said on the convention stage. But if you look at the debt, which is the issue you asked about, Chris, I pay for everything I'm proposing. I do not add a penny to the national debt. I take that very seriously because I do think it's one of the issues we've got to come to grips with. So when I talk about how we're going to pay for education, how we're going to invest in infrastructure, how we're going to get the cost of production down, and a lot of the other issues that people talk to me about all the time, I've made it very clear we are going where the money is. We are going to ask the wealthy and corporations to pay their fair share. And there is no evidence whatsoever that that will slow down or diminish our growth. In fact, I think just the opposite. We'll have what economists call middle-out growth. We've got to get back to rebuilding the middle class, the families of America. That's where growth will come from. That's why I want to invest in you. I want to invest in your family. And I think that's the smartest way to grow the economy, to make the economy fairer. And we just have a big disagreement about this. It may be because of our experiences. You know, he started off with his dad as a millionaire. I think it's, you know, it's a difference that affects how we see the world and what we want to do with the economy. We should have been much tougher on trade even then. I've been waiting for years. No, God does it right. And frankly, now we're going to do it right. All right. I, the one last area I want to get into with you in this debate is the fact that the biggest driver of our debt is entitlements, which is 60% of all federal spending. Now, the Committee for Federal uh, Responsible Federal Budget has looked at both of your plans, and they say neither of you has a a serious plan that is going to solve the fact that, that Medicare is going to run out of money in the 2020s, Social Security is going to run out of money in the 2030s, and at, and at that time, recipients are going to take huge cuts in their benefits. So, in effect, the final question I want to ask you in this regard is, and let me start with you, Mr. Trump, would President Trump make a deal to save Medicare and Social Security that included both tax increases and benefit cuts in effect a grand bargain on entitlements. I'm cutting taxes. We're going to grow the economy. It's going to grow at a record rate. But that's not going to help us. No, I think it's going to totally help you. And one thing we have to do, repeal and replace the disaster known as Obamacare. It's destroying our country. It's destroying our businesses, our small businesses, and our big businesses. We have to repeal and replace Obamacare. You take a look at the kind of numbers that that will cost us in the year 17. It is a disaster if we don't repeal and replace. Now, it's probably going to die of its own weight, but Obamacare has to go. It's, the premiums are going up 60, 70, 80%. Next year, they're going to go up over 100%. And I'm really glad that the premiums have started. At least the people see what's happening because she wants to keep Obamacare and she wants to make it even worse. And it can't get any worse. Bad health care, 
at the most expensive price. We have to repeal and replace Obamacare. Secretary Clinton, same question, because at this point, Social Security and Medicare are going to run out. The trust funds are going to run out of money. Will you, as president, entertain, will you consider a, a grand bargain, a deal that includes both tax increases and benefit costs to try to save both programs? Well, Chris, I am on record as saying that we need to put more money in the Social Security Trust Fund. That's part of uh, my commitment to raise taxes on the wealthy. My Social Security contribution will go up, as will Donald, assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, But what we want to do is to replenish the Social Security Trust Fund by making sure that we have sufficient resources, and that will come from either raising the cap and or finding other ways to get more money into it. I will not cut benefits. I want to enhance benefits for low-income workers and for women who have been disadvantaged by the current Social Security system. But what Donald is proposing with these massive tax cuts will result in a $20 trillion additional national debt. That will have dire consequences for Social Security and Medicare. And I'll say something about the Affordable Care Act, which he wants to appeal. The Affordable Care Act extended the solvency of the Medicare trust fund. So if he repeals it, our Medicare problem gets worse. What we need to do is go after long-term health care drivers. We've got to get costs down, increase value, emphasize wellness. I have a plan for doing that, and I think that we will be able to get entitlement spending under control by with more resources and a smarter decision. This is the final time, probably to both of your delight, that you're going to be on stage together in this campaign. I would like to end it on a positive note. If you have not agreed to uh, closing statements, but it seems to me in a funny way that might make it more interesting because you haven't prepared closing statements. So I'd like you to take it. We're going to put a clock up a minute as the final question and the final debate to tell the American people why they should elect you to be the next president. This is another new mini-segment. Secretary Clinton, it's your turn to go first. Well, I would like to um, say to everyone watching tonight uh, that I'm reaching out to all Americans, Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, because we need everybody to help make our country what it should be, to grow the economy, to make it fairer, to make it work for everyone. We need your talents, your skills, your commitment, your energy, your ambition. You know, I've been privileged to see the presidency up close, and I know the awesome responsibility of protecting our country and the incredible opportunity of working to try to make life better for all of you. I have made the cause of children and families uh, really my life's work. That's what my mission will be in the presidency. I will stand up for families against powerful interests, against corporations. I will do everything that I can to make sure that you have good jobs with rising incomes, that your kids have good educations from preschool through college, I hope you will give me a chance to serve as your president. Secretary Clinton, she's raising the money from the people she wants to control. doesn't work that way. But when I started this campaign, I started it very strongly. It's called Make America Great Again. We're going to make America great. We have a depleted military. It has to be helped has to be fixed. We have the greatest people in our, in our military. We don't take care of our veterans. We take care of illegal immigrants, people that come into the country illegally better than we take care of our vets. That can't happen. Our policemen and women are disrespected. We need law and order, but we need justice too. 
Our inner cities are a disaster. You get shot walking to the store. They have no education. They have no jobs. I will do more for African-Americans and Latinos than she can ever do in 10 lifetimes. All she's done is talk to the African-Americans and to the Latinos. But they get the vote, and then they come back. They say, we'll see you in four years. We are going to make America strong again, and we are going to make America great again, and it has to start now. We cannot take four more years of Barack Obama, and that's what you get when you get her. Thank you, Bo. Secretary Clinton, hold on just a moment, folks. Secretary Clinton, Mr. Trump, I want to thank you both for participating in all three of these debates. I bring to an end this year's debate sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. We want to thank the University of Wow, that was painful. That was even more painful, folks, than the second, uh, the first debate. Unbelievable. Uh, I really think they're starting to set things up uh, again, as I said earlier, you know, earlier on the show, for Hillary to get elected. Uh, we've got some audio from the Trump rally that we'll be playing later. Uh, we also want to get, you know, we'll get some more of my commentary of the debate tonight as well as yours, and I do see Susan on the line, so let's go ahead and get you in. Susan, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm fine. I had to unmute it. I didn't want to. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Did you watch the whole debate or just hear what was on the show tonight? Uh, I saw some of the first, but I didn't... uh... And then I listened to it. It's hard to do both because you got the radio and the TV, and it's just a few words off. You know, the TV's words come, and then the radio, so it doesn't quite match up. So I was like, uh, I guess so I you're having a hard time hearing. You you had both on. <laughs> yeah, someone else was watching it on TV, so it was a lot of fun. Um, oh wow! Okay. Well, I okay. wish you brought up the. The new scandal that erupted on her. Uh, no, tell us about it. Oh, um, let's see. Where is it that I I posted it in the group? Um, I'm trying to find it, but just because the computer doesn't want to. Uh, some some person made a comment. Mr. Trump, why did all these women come out now denouncing you for sexual assault and unwanted advances? Answer, the last 30 years I was not the Republican nominee for president. Now I am. <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, no, yeah, no, um, no, I mean, seriously, I mean, anyone who, uh, anyone who doesn't see how that's set up, in my opinion, it's, it's just an idiot. You know what I mean? Exactly. I agree with you. Any any woman that doesn't see that has to, has to be um, an idiot. You're right. I'm uh, scrolling and I'm trying to find it, but it has to do with a, a sexual thing. Uh, I, like I said, I've never seen so many sex scandals in my entire life. Uh, so these two started. Um, I, I did, uh, I've made the comment over and over that she's bisexual. And um, tonight, or when I went to my email, I found um, uh, a thing on that. Oh, by the way, Paul Ryan, John McCain, and John Casey, and a lot of them are walking away in gro- droves and are, are 
hinting they're voting for Hillary, but by not doing anything, they'll vote for her anyway. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Because of the, of the political elite. How do people not see this? That it's, it, it, I mean, Trump really does represent the people. I mean, look at all these politicians, you know, siding with, with Hillary Clinton. How can, they, how can people not see that? It's unbelievable. Oh, here it is, the Drudge Report. Uh, sex stuff, related bombshell story that will, he claims to be damaging to her. Um Hillary Fixer breaks ranks, arranged sex trips for her with both men and women. <laughs> I said all the way along when people said she was uh, gay. I said, oh, no, 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 she's bisexual. No, 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 She slept with Vince Foster. Her current lover is Puma, uh, Anthony Weiner's uh, wife. Uh, yeah, it wasn't surprising. So, yeah, the teaser, uh, she arranged to meet privately with an actress. Uh, at a hotel. He's the one that helped the Clintons cover up the years he was in their employ. And uh, her purported affair with Vince Foster and the reporters on the takes of the Clinton camp and his former former president, C.D. Ronco Fickers. I have never seen two people more involved. How, honest to God, how did either one of them, how does any of them, but most of those two, ever get anything political done? They're too busy with sex. I've never. How do you have time to do anything political, bad or good, if you're doing that all the time? Seems like 24/7. Uh, now, admittedly, this is from the National Enquirer, uh, and Drudge is running it at the top of the stage. Um, but um, I don't think the National Enquirer is always wrong. They have some weird stuff sometimes, but they have stuff that I've you know, months or a year or two later it comes out and they predicted it right and called it right. So it's like, um, yeah. So anyway, I I really truly believe, and he didn't hit it because maybe he didn't want to turn it into a sex show where she accuses him and he accuses She actually did bring up a little bit about it, about him not being white to women or some darn thing. I didn't quite catch it all, but um, and he should have hit back. Well, I guess you like both women and men, but he didn't. <clears throat> so, <sighs> so okay. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, did did you know Chris Wallace? Through, through, I mean, I just heard this tonight, and you know, I could check to see if it's true. Did you know Chris Wallace, or do you know Chris Wallace is a registered Democrat? Uh, no, I I don't know what he is. I don't. Yeah, someone um, just told me tonight that they, they heard that he's actually a registered Democrat. I mean, I just heard it tonight, so I haven't had a chan- chance to look it up. Um, hmm. But be that as it may. Yeah, go ahead. And while we do that, we've got John on the line. Let's go ahead and bring in uh, John. Thank you very much, John, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, doing wonderfully delicious. But uh, I've heard that too. I heard that a while back that he was a Democrat, but I don't I don't know how to confirm it. Because I was surprised when I heard it. Because you know him being that part of Fox, I was kind of halfway. Now look at Megyn Kelly. Fox <laughs> conservative, Republican, but apparently they're they're just crony corporate globalists, just like the rest of the media. They just like to play scams on the rest of us with their news media to bait us into thinking they're conservative. 
Um, yeah, I just yeah. I just googled. There's several of them. He's um, five things to know about him ahead of the final clash. He is a debate moderator from Fox News. Um, but it, yeah, it says he's a Democrat, registered Democrat. Yeah. So think about it. Every one of the every one of the moderators. How can they not say this isn't rigged? Every one of the moderators on the, on these three debates were Democrats. Every one of them. I mean, come on, you can't. I mean, think about it. They're all they're all Democrats. How can you say you have a fair debate when every single one of them, and you know, every every single one of the moderators of these three debates, and maybe I, I probably even the the VP one, were Democrats. How can you say that's fair? I mean, what was that organization, John? The organization for the. Uh, uh, the something debates. I mean, really? How can they say? Uh, how can they say these debates are fair when uh, all the moderators are Democrats? Just because, and you knew it is. You know how many people are out there? You know, are, be, are are being fooled like, oh my gosh! Well, this is Chris Wallace. He's on Fox News. This has to be. He's got to be a, uh, a conservative, uh, a conservative Republican. He's on Fox News. How many people do you think actually think that? But he said the reason he's a registered Democrat is that in D.C. there's only one party. If you want to say he's going to be a next mayor or councilman, you have to vote in the Democratic primary. But however I vote personally, I think I'm professional enough, has nothing to do with the way I cover the news. And that's that's what he said. And he, according well, to blah, blah, the blah, Democrats, they that, that's the truth. They think he's. The Democrats think he's fair, and Republicans think he's willing to ask questions conservatives care about. So, um, because he grilled Clinton on uh, gun control and Benghazi and stuff like that. So, I don't know. But uh, both Obama and Clinton sat down with him on Fox News Sunday recently. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I don't. Well, I tell you what, I watch, you know, unfortunately I watched the whole thing. Let me tell you something. It was painful. Uh, the, 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 this, this debate was more, was more painful than the last one because here, you, you know, it was just, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I could not wait. I could not wait for the debate to be over. I mean, it, it, it seemed like, it seemed like a setup. To make Hillary Clinton, you know, look good from the beginning, it really did. I mean, yeah, here's this polished politician, you know, it's it's unbelievable. And, and, and you know, going back actually to the the questions, you know, of course they talk about the Hillary. You, you know what? Here's one thing, folks, that uh, was pointed out to me, and I noticed it. Look at all these past debates, the video. Through my understanding, but I, and I know she didn't tonight. Not once did Hillary wear an American flag pen. Did anyone else notice that? Watch the debate. She did not wear an American uh, an American flag pin tonight. Nor I don't think she don't wore think one any night. Do you think that's just a little bit? I mean, that's kind of disgracing the, the flag to have her wear it. <laughs> she's a traitor. Donald Trump is wearing one. Donald Trump was wearing an American flag pin. Why wasn't she? Well, um, maybe she's being honest and saying she doesn't care about the United States. You know, well, yeah, know. Well, well, that's true. Well, that, that's true, you know. And then also, you know, she finally mentioned the Constitution, 
when they talked about the, the judges that they would put in, but the only context that she brought up the Constitution or upholding the Constitution was about the uh, about the Congress getting together to vote on uh, that Supreme Court that you know that Supreme Court justice nominee. That's the only time she brought up the. Ain't that I mean, think, Yeah, we want to use the Constitution when it benefits us, but after that, we don't want to use it. But that's the only time she uh, she you know mentioned the Constitution. I tell you what, yeah, anybody who loves this, I can tell you what. If you ask me, if you're someone, and I'm, 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 I'm getting close to losing family members and friends over this election. Never has happened before in my entire life, and I've been following elections really? since I was ten. But, I, but I am willing. I, yeah, I'm willing to. I'm, I, I will be losing friends and family members from this election because I'm almost of the mind. If you vote for, if you vote for Hillary Clinton, or you don't vote for Donald Trump, you don't love America. You don't care about America. That, I'm getting to feel like that. How can you elect someone so, so damn corrupt, so smug, so obviously part of the political class, so obviously, uh, you know, the new, a, a part of the oligarchy? How can you not see that, especially my family? I mean, I've talked about this for years. It's like, I mean, let, let's see. I made her in political science. I've been uh, you know, covering politics in, for 30 years. I've been, you know, had the, I've had the show for four years, and I don't know what I'm talking about. This is I'm talking to this to people in my family. Oh well, blah 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 blah. Look, I'm not even a Republican. I'm an independent. You know, I had a yeah, friend of mine too. the other day, and I'm ranting. Yes, he was like, oh well, you you know, if you're really an independent, you would have you would have supported Bernie Sanders. I said no. He was a uh, Bernie Sanders. One is a politician. Two, he's a socialist. Those two things alone strike him out for me. I mean, here's the thing. Well, if Hillary Clinton does I like get elected, well, I didn't like. Well, I, there was a few of his things I agreed with, but I didn't really, you know, I, I liked him better than Hillary Clinton. I wouldn't vote for him over Trump. Well, there you go. No, but, no, but I had friends who were like, I, 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 were, I, was, I had friends who were accusing me of being Republican because I wanted to vote for Trump. Oh, but you're just a Republican. No. As you can as you can see, I'm pre- I'm, uh, I'm pretty lit up, <laughs> you know. I just I mean, yeah. it, it, it is. It's getting to the point. It's like, look, she's for globalism. He's for nationalism. She did say about wanting open borders. You know, she did say it, and then of course she's trying to say, oh well, the energy. It's just unbelievable how how blind you know people. Are. And I do see other folks in the line. Just push the one on your number dial when you want to get in. Uh, but you know, I've got some audio from uh, the Trump rally. All of that, uh, you know, I do want to play those. Uh, as you know, I told the folks when I was interviewing what uh, night. Uh, I tell you, let's be honest. Uh, having a debate on a Wednesday night or anything of this nature is, is the, the worst night for a topic for me. I try to uh, make it relevant and and put the uh, the extreme debate. But anyway, I could you know people are listening to those other talking heads, which you know they're all going to say the same blah blah. I'm sure we'll we'll be hearing what the talking heads. Are saying, you know, are saying for days. I'm sure we'll be uh, listening to that. But I, you know, I'm in a rant because I mean, I'm listening to these polls. I'm listening to these so-called conservative uh, talk show hosts in the morning. I mean, just this morning I heard this guy and um, on this, but yeah, this morning and uh, it was him and Judge Napolitano or, or whoever who was like, oh yeah, it looks like Hillary's going to take it. It's like really, you know, all going by the polls. One, I mean, how much of the polls probably been 
you know, been, been manipulated or what have you. But I'll tell you what, if she does win, and, and let's say she was to, to actually win by a, a a true vote, which I don't think is going to happen, you know, I mean, I, I can I cannot say that in general I'll be proud to be an American. I'm like, oh great, I'm a stupid freaking American. Kind of that, that's how I feel. I feel like, man, I'm a, you know, what has happened to us when we, you know, are going to let these political class, political elites, uh, along with the media, you know, lie to us and screw us, and oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm going to go calm down for a second while I play one of these audio clips. This is one of my first interviews, and then we'll bring in Susan, and then uh, we'll bring it back in, John. Uh, and then I've got to, you know, see a couple other callers. Uh, when you want to chime in, just push the one on your number dial. But let's hear from some of the folks at that Trump rally I was at last Thursday. Right, well, first thing, did you see the did you see the last debate? Yeah. Okay, what'd you think? I think Trump won. You I think he did he, much better than the first one. I think he was still in the waters the first one to see how she was going to come out and attack. Mm-hmm. The second one, he stayed seeing how she was going to go, but after I think five minutes of her. Lashing out on him, he said, "Okay, enough's enough. I'm going to tell you how it is," and I think he done a good job. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think she won the first debate, but I do think he won the second one. Uh, now, of course, we knew all the things that just happened this past weekend. Uh, we're not going to talk. I'm not going to talk a lot about. It. We all heard the the audio. Uh, do you care? No, not really. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I think okay. I would want somebody to say that to my daughter. I got a 20 year old daughter, mm-hmm. but. 11 years ago, I don't want to be somebody against me for what I've said 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of growing up, and, and I feel the same way for him. But you know what? I'm not here to find out who grabbed who or whatever. I'm here for somebody to fix my country. I love my country. I stand by my country. And it's time we do a 1776 and get our country back. Very Okay. Now, in with that, now, of course, there are reports now coming out, accusations coming out that Trump has been groped to women. Uh, after that first debate, when uh, Anderson Cooper said, asked him that question, did you ever do it? Did you ever do it? And, if, and Trump said no. As soon as Trump said that and he asked that question, I thought, you know what? Now they're going to start coming out of the woodwork and they're going to start accusing Trump. Oh, he groped me. He'll me. Yeah. Do you, my question is not if you believe that's true or not. Do you think that this it's rigged? Do you think he is being set up? Yes, I do. No and I don't I don't believe any of that. I don't, you know. And if if okay, he's loaded. If them women were so what if say he did it, why didn't they come back 20, 30 years ago and say, "Hey, you done this and I wasn't happy." And to wait now, he's been this thing has been going on over a year. Mhm. You know, and bring with the rig system and the rigged election. I'm working uh, with Jim Connor Jr. Uh, and hopefully I'm able to see him later tonight. And we're talking about watch the vote, making real careful to watch the electronic voting uh, because you know you, you see the rallies. I mean, there's so many more people at the rallies for Trump than there are Hillary, but yet they say he's down in the polls. Okay, now they're saying, oh my gosh, now all these ladies are coming out doing that. It looks like they're setting him up to lose the election, not because. People aren't going to vote for him, but the electronic uh, voting machines are going to be rigged to make it look like Hillary Clinton uh, wins. Do you think that's a p- possibility? I do. Um, I think we've got to be vigilant because she can't beat him outright. They're, I mean, the polls don't add up. They're just trying to say soft. They're trying to rig it to soften it. So it, when she does steal it, well, we, she was always ahead, is what we'll say. No, I don't believe it. I do believe it's rigged. 
I don't, I've heard people saying, you know, when you sign your name, when you go get your paper to register, mm -hmm. put a T by it and circle it so that if they have to go by your vote, mm -hmm. your electronic vote to your signature, it'll show that you voted T. Well, I'll try it. Hey, if I think Real, it'll work. Yeah. You know, people are saying wearing red shirts. That's so a good suggestion. You know, after people suggesting that. People are walking around, you know. I don't know how we could stop her. I hope we do. I really hope we do because we can't handle it. We can't handle her and her politics. We need to fix this country and he's our man. What are you going to do if she wins? Besides cry like me. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably cry. I'm glad I'm on vacation that week because I'll probably need the next day to recover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I hate to say it. <laughs> I would hope we're going to be prepared for what is going to happen because I don't think it'll be good. Stockpile on your arms. Start stockpiling your food because it's going to get bad. On the immediate reaction, not just of individuals, but what do you think the immediate reaction of the masses who are voting and supporting Trump. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think we'll see people in the streets? Yep. I think it'll be a rise up. I think we the people, it's not Republican against Democrat. I think it's we the people against the government. Yeah. Okay. Because we're tired of it. In a nutshell. Yeah. And, and, you know, you folks, obviously, you know, won't take anything, but I've probably seen many more elections than we have. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, it's a one of a kind. I thought Obama was bad, but this is hard to get. Have you ever seen it so rigged? Have we ever thought about well, that we're destroying It's always been rigged. suspect. Obama was being rigged. pretty bad. I actually don't love children. I think he's uh, preaching to the pride. But anyway, so we've never seen anyone, at least in Hillary Clinton, in my. Yeah, you know, in, in my lifetime. Has there any ever been a candidate as corrupt as Hillary Clinton running for president? No, by far. She wins the cake on that one. And what about? Well, you said maybe not. Obama. Obama. Okay. I don't. I think she's. Even, I, I think. I think. I think. I think she's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. She's on a new level. Another level. She's more seasoned and and um, she orchestrates things deviously. And she's behind, you think she's behind rigging the elections? Yeah, oh, she's yeah. capable of For anything. For her cronies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Republicans are as scared of Trump as the Democrats are. Why? Why do you think they are? They're going to clean house. They're going to See, so it's not just me and saying it. But Paul's okay. going to be the first. <laughs> now i got to say hi to that guy later, because that's my yeah. nephew standing right there. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, in the blue. I'll have to say hi to James. Yeah. Uh, now... Before I go and I move on get get some interviews sure. from other people, if there's anything that you you know you think people just aren't paying attention to, something they're not seeing, uh, that you would like to you know for people to know or pay attention to in this election, what would it be? Wake up, vote Trump. Try to be more informed. Definitely. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I got we have Ed on the line. We do have some other callers. Uh, I think we even may have uh, one Ohio caller. And uh, so if you're ready to chime in, just push the one on your number dial, and we will get you into the show. Uh, and so, But we do have Ed on the line. And then, uh, Ed, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? All right, man. I just left uh, oh, Libertarian. I... It was pretty good. You just what? What? I just thought the libertarian meeting, you know, the Gary Johnson people. Oh, I see. And Understood. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big Gary Johnson fan either. He's a bad candidate, too. But I'm trying to get the libertarians. <laughs> Joe Stein seems to be the only good candidate for their people. I mean, I like Trump, but, you know, in, in some ways, we go ahead, Well, you know, as an anti-federalist, I don't even think we should have an executive branch. And if you look at our executives, they are a big bastard. And, you know, this election is really proving it. I mean, you know, it's, these people are thinking that Trump's going to save them. Even if Trump gets elected, and, I, and by the way, for the first time, I never, you know, buy lots of bad. Because last October, uh, my stepson was all for Trump. And I said, there's no way the Republicans are going to let him have the nomination. They're gonna, there's no way. And they're still trying to take him out of the election somehow or the other. But, you know, I mean, it, it, Trump is at least a good anti-Hillary vote, and that's why I voted Trump. But, you know, I already cast my vote in Florida. And Florida, all you got to do is watch Florida because the election comes down to Florida. Whoever wins Florida is going to be the next president of the United States. So when you go watch all the precincts of Florida and watch Florida closely, because that's just going to that's who's going to decide the next one. But that's your Trump. What? I mean, you know, it's up to we, the people, to save ourselves and stand up to all the bullshit they've been putting on us. And I don't know if either one of these, well, Hillary definitely is not. She's going to put us into the Marxist state. She's, she's the Marxist. And I have a saying that, that uh, with Trump we lose if you're a constitutional uh, republic-type person. With Trump we lose. Well, Hillary, they win. The Marxists win big times with Hillary. We don't want Hillary in there. And that's the reason that for the first time in my life, you know, I've been voting since uh, Ford. You know, it's like um, it's – it's bad. I mean, that the only reason I pulled the Republican lever was to stop Hillary. But I don't yeah. believe Trump is the answer. I believe we, the people, are the answer, and we got to really stand up. And if Trump, hopefully Trump does win, and we got to stand up and make sure he does a few of the things he says he's going to do. But he says a lot of bad things, so. I mean, he's, he's for, uh, you know, the federal government getting into maternity leave and all that other crap, you know? He, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think you brought that up to kind of out Democrats, the Democrats on that one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. He might've, but you know, it's just the fact of the matter is hopefully he gets in there and maybe we'll see what happens with him, but I don't know if we're really going to get much better. You know I mean? It, well, he'll be better than than Hillary. There's no doubt about it. If we get Hillary, we definitely got to stand up and start taking back our states and start taking back our local government, which we should be doing anyways. And we, this guy, this lady. I, I, mean, I mean, I'll just leave. Go ahead, Ed. Well, I mean, I, I would just I would just lose a lot of faith in the in the gullibility of the people. But I mean, I mean, I, I'm at the point though that I think that if she does win, that you know, it, it very well could be rigged. And I mean, with the electronic voting, I mean, we don't know what happens oh. to our vote once we slip into that machine. Right, right. Well, you know what? Our founders never. There was very little bit of voting back in those days. 
We're not a democracy or a constitutional republic. And liberty is defined. It's not elected. You can't elect liberty. You have to define it. And liberty means that we have limited government and the people are free for their life, liberty, and property. And they shouldn't be, uh, you know, controlled by a government authority. And, you know, that's why we, we, we got rid of the government authority of King George. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. these people, you know, I worry that, you know, hopefully Trump will see that and say, hey, let the people be free. You know, he he's our best hope, but it's not a good hope. You know, I even talk to libertarians. I, I don't like Gary Johnson that much. If, if I was going to cast my vote and then lose a vote in a bet, I would have, which I did, but and I voted for Trump, I would have voted for Castle. The, you know the constitutional. Party. Yeah, the constitutional really, party. Yeah, he, I think he was right on, man. He he's spot on on most of his issues. A lot better than Gary and and well. You know, yeah, I, the, uh, I would like to have gotten him on the show, but I I I think I I can't remember if he was a uh, part of the. Uh, I did do uh, the constitutional party presidential debate uh, back in August, I believe it was, uh, where they had their their debate. We did actually. You can. Uh, thank uh, our panelists here uh, for bringing that live to us, uh, Susan, uh, when we when we did the streaming. And uh, we'd like to thank uh, Susan for that. She really helped us out uh, with getting that in. Thanks. I enjoyed right. it. You're welcome. Well, well, and and after this, much, ele- go ahead, Ed. We put too much emphasis on the executive branch. If I'm away and I, I'm trying to convince libertarians we should be anti-executive branch, as an anti-federalist, they didn't want the executive branch or the judicial branch, the two biggest branches that are giving us problems. We should have decentralized power, and that's the way we need to move. And, you know, I don't know if Trump's going to move us that way. I don't know what anybody's hopes out there is, but Trump is definitely not an anti-federalist, and he's not for for limited government. He's for maternity uh, leaves and all kind of other stuff. So, you know, what we get with them, we'll see. But with Hillary, we know we really got a battle if she gets elected. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be terrible if, if she gets elected. Uh, I, I, you know, it's unbelievable. Well, I'm going to know, and we're going to keep you, of course, on the line, Ed, as, as we do, you're, you as well, John and Susan. But we're going to play an audio clip, uh, another audio clip. I was at a, a Trump rally, uh, if you missed uh, part of that, uh, last Thursday. We've taken some audio. And uh, one of the gentlemen I uh, had the opportunity to interview uh, was wearing a, I think, a Don't Tread on Me flag as, as a cape. And I, I believe he even had, like, a, an American flag shirt or something of that nature. Uh, however, unfortunately, the, the kid wasn't able to vote because he was only 17. Uh, but as you'll hear in this audio, uh, we uh, had an interview with him, and very articulate. And uh, you'll, let's go ahead and hear from him. And this was, as I said, 17 years old, folks. Okay, I'm trying to get this audio to work. <laughs> that would be bad for some technical difficulties here, wouldn't it? Let's start, let's start this over. Was it recording? Okay, so you got a no-tread on me cape on. Looks great. Uh, so how old are you? I'm uh, 17 years old. Uh, so not able to, to, to vote yet, unfortunately. Uh, but it's still good to have you here. Go ahead. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I like wearing this cape because it symbolizes 
the Libertarian Party, but I don't endorse their candidate, Gary Johnson, because he's just not acceptable to me. I'm more in line with Rand Paul, and uh, I think the government should just keep its, keep its hands out of my business and everyone else's business in a lot of areas. Okay, uh, right now, did you know that Jill Stein from the Green Party, she recently said that uh, Hillary Clinton would be more likely to start a nuclear war than Donald Trump. What do you think about that? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I I think that could be very possible that Hillary Clinton could start a nuclear war as well as Donald Trump. However, I don't think either one of them would support a nuclear war, and I don't think it would come down to that. Um, both of them support going to war in the Middle East, which is something I'm not a fan of. I think we should uh, stay out of that area of the world. And would you Now, if you could vote, would you vote for Donald Trump or someone else? Um, this election, I'm finding it very hard-pressed to choose a single candidate to vote for. I probably would not vote this election, just because I couldn't make my voice heard with someone that I would genuinely like to vote for. Do you think Hillary Clinton is corrupt? Yeah, um, if you don't think Hillary Clinton is corrupt, there's probably uh, a little money involved in scheming you to think that she's not corrupt. She, uh, she takes money from a lot of Wall Street donors. She uh, uses the Clinton Foundation to... People donate to her, and she uh, she that influences her decisions in the policy making, and uh, it influences her foreign policy. And we can't have a national leader who takes money from foreign governments and foreign uh, people that are of importance. Well, I don't think you're learning this stuff in school. Where are you uh, getting your information? It's obviously you're self-taught. Yeah, um, a lot of this. I like to look at news places that like CBC, somewhere that's not in America, but they do report on American politics. Um, that's a great one that I looked at. It's slightly leaning liberal, but uh, I look there. I also do my own private research and I look at uh, websites such as, uh, uh, I can't think of the name right now. It tells you the uh, donations to what super PACs sponsor certain candidates. It's a great website. I can't think of it right now, though. Okay, great. Would you do a little quick interview? Hey, yeah. Go ahead. The second interview. Go ahead. I am to uh, talk about how everyone in the Libertarian Party. And folks, uh, that was, uh, as I remind you, that was a gentleman 17 years old. And we do have some other folks in the line. Just push the one on your number dial and we get you in. But first, we actually have that gentleman, uh, Luke, on the line. So let's go ahead and uh, let him in and hear from him live. Thank you very much, Luke, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Good. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, just telling, you know, our audience here, our panelists, you know, a very articulate. We see where you're getting, uh, you know, your news from. I, I look at the, the Irish Times and the Irish News sometimes to get their perspective because uh, eventually I like to talk about multi-party systems, you know, in the, in the light of the Irish system. And so, but anyway, first, uh, let me uh, go to the topic of tonight. Did you see the debate tonight? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. Uh, I was with family, so I didn't really get to catch the full uh, extent of it, but I did watch some key points. Okay, now, and, and you don't have to answer this because, you know, I'm not trying to cause any trouble with your family. Uh, are they more libertarian, or, or, or what leaning are they? Um, well, my parents are generally conservative. Uh, yeah, we're generally conservative. Okay, okay. And then what what... what of what you did see of the debate tonight, what would you say 
struck out to you or stuck out to you the most? Well, <clears throat> something that stuck out to me was uh, neither one of them completely denied uh, their want to get involved in Syria, which kind of struck a chord with me because, to me, both of them, by getting involved in Syria, you're starting to trigger a lot of uh, events and starting to make very critical foreign policy decisions that could affect the world stage, not just Syria. In what ways uh, do you see it affecting the world stage? Well, uh, if you look in Syria, you have Russia involved. And let's be honest here, Russia's an up-and-coming world power. They've started to re uh, They've started to come back from their post-Soviet age when they kind of went down the gutter. But uh, now at home in Russia, they're not doing so great. But abroad, they're trying to uh, convey a more powerful uh, emblem for Russia. They're trying to pretty much regain the status of the Soviet Union on the world stage. Um, and by involving in Syria, we are in contrast to Russia directly because they support Assad's regime, and right now our government supports the rebels, which honestly is a mistake because when we send them weapons, we don't know who's getting them, and these rebels could soon just turn and they could join ISIS. Uh, their weapons could end up in the hands of ISIS. We're funding the people we want to destroy. Well, definitely, as I said, <laughs> very articulate. So, you know, you're 17. Uh, what, what grade are you in now? I'm a junior in high school. A junior. And now college aspirations, do you know what you're going to major in? Because I really would like you to major in political science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I've actually – that's kind of, that's what I want to be. Uh, my lifetime goal is to become president, actually. But – uh I was thinking either political science or law, something along those lines. Please don't be a lawyer. Be enough a lawyer, uh, politician. <laughs> but of course, don't be a, don't be a, a, a an organizer either. <laughs> don't be a, uh, an organizer either, because we've already we've already been there, done that. Uh, and and Dave, I, I see Dave on the line. We'll, we're going to get you in shortly. Uh, so the, the way it works here, Luke. I mean, I, you, I guess you got school tomorrow, huh? No, actually, we have tomorrow off, so. That's, that's oh well, that's perfectly. great. Then you can you can stay the, you can stay for a while with us. Yes, I can. Awesome. Uh, so what, what we do here, and I, I may have explained this uh, to you off air uh, when we're at the rally, is we do our roundtable discussion, uh, which we do now. Uh, whereas you know we do have uh, another number of others on the line. Uh, I guess including ourselves right now, we've got about uh, five or six folks here uh, who will be comprising of our roundtable discussion and so we'll oh, we'll look like oh there he is and then uh we'll get you you know back in around uh for our discussion but let's go ahead at this point uh we will it looks like we uh missed Susan up oh, there she is I knew Susan was gonna come back. Uh <laughs> there you go Susan. But at this time we're gonna get David in and uh then we'll bring oh, in uh, things I'm back here. around so definitely stay in the lot I, I got you, Susan, but we're going to bring David in, and we're going to keep you on the line uh, as well, Luke, because we're going to play more of these audio clips. Uh, now, one of the clips I, I may play, it's a long one, I don't know, uh, but it was by a, uh, a couple of liberals who were Hillary supporters uh, there. I mean, it was an interesting conversation, frankly, with my, 
my longest audio, and it, maybe it could give us some insight because uh, they're both uh, liberals and they were millennials too, and so it could give some insight on you know on on their mindset. And, and they were actually at a Trump rally. What they said was for the historical aspect for it. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll probably play. You know, the twenty minute one. We got plenty of time. Uh, we still got over half the show. Uh, but I think it does kind of give us a, a good mindset you know, of what they're thinking. But let's go ahead and bring it over to uh, you, David. Go ahead. Thanks for coming to the show. How are you? Hey, great to talk to everybody. I definitely watched uh, the entire debate. And, was um, it painful? Well, uh, I would just say I think it's obvious that they that Hillary Clinton is absolutely just speaking to her constituency and her followers. Uh, it, it, there's not really an effort, I don't really think, to um, – uh, even try to persuade uh, anyone else other than she's just trying to uh, – everything she says, uh, obviously I'm a, I'm a very strong uh, Trump supporter and very politically conservative, and I, I believe very uh, politically knowledgeable. Therefore, I know what's fact and what's fiction. And it's just that it just seems like Hillary Clinton just says uh, a whole bunch of canned uh, stuff that is that sounds uh, good to people who don't really understand uh, they don't understand the reality or the specifics that she's not saying. So it's just uh, she's just kind of blah 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 on it, uh, and, and she got through the debate kind of that way. Donald Trump, I actually think um, he threw some serious zingers in there, and. Um, I think he was both presidential, yet, but yet also kind of New York tough. His New York toughness kind of came through, and, you know, these are tough times, and I think uh, people should respond to that. I hope they do, but I'm just not going to be surprised if the mainstream media, boy, he really went at the press, don't you think? And, uh, well, they're I think part they're, of it. I mean, I'm really, I mean, even the so-called conservative, in my opinion. And, and here's an example. Earlier on, and I'll, I'm sorry for interrupting, uh, David, but earlier yeah, on, you know, I posted on Facebook. Uh, Chris Wallace, through my understanding, we cleared it up that we we think he is, uh, is a registered Democrat, and he's becoming more and more clear as trying to set up Hillary Clinton so she looks good. The more I see, the more I know this election is being rigged. And uh, Heidi from Facebook wrote. Uh, he was little better than the last three, but still let the Banshee talk 12 minutes more than Trump. And, and I believe that. I, th- I think he definitely let her go uh, much longer. Uh, well, 12 minutes don't seem like a lot, but in the 90 minutes, you know, that, that, that's, a lot, that's a lot of disparity there. But go ahead, Dad. Right. Well, uh, Dave, yeah, I actually was, Dave, I'm sorry. While I was, while I was watching it, I um, uh, was listening also to InfoWars. And they were keeping time on it, and very from the very beginning, they were noticing that she was getting more time than uh, Donald Trump did. But um, but anyway, yeah, he was uh, he 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 had some pretty sharp comments um, uh, against her, and uh, so I think that I think that he uh, uh, held his own. And it's just it's just we just had these next three weeks where I, I, I think most people have already made up their minds. And uh, I truly believe that I think he's Donald Trump's going to win the popular vote. Uh, I believe that his message is going to resonate uh, in the battleground states. Um, I, I was surprised. I thought he was going to have – that Donald Trump would have a little more outreach 
to uh, some of the other uh, minority, uh, Hispanic, and uh, uh, women um, kind of, uh, and, and there wasn't a lot of talk about millennials. Um, I kind of noticed that, and uh, I'll just say the last well, from thing either say one, is, From either one of them, really. I mean, from, uh, you don't uh, hear really, anything much about Hillary either. About free except free college, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, that is, uh, I was I was surprised that I thought they were all going to set it up at the end to where Donald Trump was going to say, uh, and Hillary, that's why you fired. Um, you know, he did <laughs> kind of take he he did take some shots at the current administration and Democrats in general, and certainly Hillary. I mean, he he. He made some uh, pretty tough accusations toward him, but all in all, I thought he was actually kind of uh, restrained somewhat, and I guess he – Oh, uh, much more than he, the second debate. Yeah, but um, obviously I think uh, Trump um, uh, – Trump won on being factual and accurate and all that good stuff, but I, I know that the press is just going to declare Hillary as – this is wonderful, and it's just a question of are there that many Americans that are um, adamantly opposed to the current regime enough to to overwhelm their ability to try to steal it? So anyway, but it's uh, but thank you for having the show, and I'll stand by. And great to hear from you guys. Okay, well, you know, I appreciate it. Of course, we will bring it, uh, you know, back to you. Uh, you know, I wish I could have gotten all of the debate uh, on the show, but with, with the timing of it, uh, we weren't we weren't able to. And I was able to get some of it. Uh, I was hoping at least through the Newsmax News TV that you could find on uh, the Bars Logic Political Talk uh, website on the live Newsmax TV show, or TV page, <laughs> TV show. Anyway, so you know they they touched on some topics. Now I think, and for those who did listen to it or the parts that they did. Uh, and I know they say, oh, if you blame the moderator, uh, you blame, uh, you know, you lost. But, I mean, I really think that for the most part that, you know, Chris Wallace was giving her softballs, I mean, throughout most of the debate. I mean, what, do you, what for what you heard, Susan, what do you think about that? Susan, we got you back on the line. I'm back. <laughs> there I you go. I put it on mute, and I have to go through all this stuff to get it unmuted. Uh, I understand. Uh, you know, they're going to, you know, you don't know if they're paid, they're threatened, they just want to. You, you don't know. You really don't. And I, I don't know about him other than Fox News itself is more liberal than what people would think I but back to uh, Syria. Oh, by the way, that young man that was talking at 17, I'll vote for him. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll vote for you, Luke. Yeah. yeah I, sure, I will. You know, problem. What, what party is he going to run under? What's that? Uh, what party will he run under? Libertarian or Republican or what? You know, it really doesn't matter as long as he can get on a party ticket. <laughs> That's my opinion. But, um, yeah, about Syria, um, you know, I do think both of them are kind of, she's more so. But the Daily Bell, I think they were the ones said that 
They're both warmongers to some degree, um, as far as ISIS, you know, and all that. And I would have to agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I I don't I don't feel we should be going after ISIS. Uh, after ISIS was created by the CIA, okay. And as far as going after uh, Syria and Assad, uh, the. Re- we are supporting the rebels. We're supporting ISIS. We created them. So, you know, it's just ridiculous. I stand with Assad, and at this point, because Putin's protecting my stand with Putin. If that makes me a traitor, oh, well, too bad, so sad, because we're the ones in the wrong. John Kerry and Hillary have all betrayed Assad. I have pictures. I have seen the dinner that Assad and his wife and Kerry and his wife were at at a restaurant. And they were all played up to it's, it's It's not good to be friends in the United States because they'll stab you in the back when they get a, a chance. It's not good. That can't be, you just, you don't be that stupid, you know, for these countries. Just don't be friends with them. Don't be enemies, but don't be friends either. Uh, I mean, how do you go from having dinner with a couple to, like, stabbing them in the back? I wrote a blog article on Saad. He's a good guy. Christians, um, he's protected them. He's protected women more so than a lot of many Muslim leaders. Uh, so I'm sorry, no. They inter- we interfered. We always interfere. And we create chaos whenever we interfere. I'm like, well, I'm Paul. It's not our business to go into these countries. It's not our business. As far as cheating, uh, the Republicans are just as bad. You know, they don't want to admit it. They want to just throw it all on the Democrats. But we all know the Republican Party manipulated and cheated, and that's how Romney got in over Ron Paul. Oh, yeah, they certainly did. Oh, they they did everything they could. Uh, But they were out – I mean, they were outed, too. I think think they – well, and they tried to with Cruz a little bit, uh, but they knew that, you know, people start bringing up 2012 again. Like, uh, yeah, we tried this in 2012. It's not going to work in 2016 because it's obvious what we did. They know it, and they're not going to stand for it this year. So, you know, I, I think I think that's one of the reasons why that you know they dropped the whole you know never Trump thing because they knew we were watching them. Uh, we seen what they did, as you pointed out, Susan, in 2012 uh, to get what I call Romney coronated because uh, it was certainly rigged uh, for him to. Just like I think they're, they're starting to, you know, and and I think sometimes I think Romney was picked by the GOP. Okay, and for those of you who follow 2002, uh, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it unless you guys want to, is that I think that Romney was picked seriously because they knew that he was the worst candidate to go against Obama. They wanted, and I'm talking about the Republicans, wanted Obama to get a second term because they felt that, well, the people disliked him so much that they would, you know, make gains in the House, which they did, and get back the Senate, which they did. Of course, they've both proven to be not the opposition party that they're supposed to be. I mean, what has Obama wanted to do besides, you know, the the Supreme Court justice, you know, with uh, Antoine Scalia, which sometimes I think he was uh, – I, I I think he may have been murdered. Does this seem suspicious? His death seems suspicious yes, to me. Is that you, David? Yes, unfortunately, uh, the but, truth is is – is pretty obvious. Follow the money and the WikiLeaks 
And by the way, it was interesting that he did bring up WikiLeaks, and uh, so I thought that was fair by Chris Wallace to have done that. And uh, I thought that uh, uh, Donald Trump was very knowledgeable on a lot of topics with a lot of detail. So he he's definitely been briefed, and he's listened and studied. And truthfully, the more I think about it, it was pretty impressive. There was a lot of times he was very detailed when I thought that um, he he may not be wonkily prepared. You know, he, he had some uh, specifics on uh, a lot of those topics. Yeah, I kind of feel like, though, with, with Chris Wallace bringing up, and I'll ask this to you, Ed, uh, is, you know, I think kind of Chris Wallace brought up the Leaky Weeks, Leaky Weeks, uh, WikiLeaks, so that Hillary could actually get the opportunity to debunk it. Instead of it coming from Trump, came from him giving her the opportunity to debunk it, and then, of course, try to make that, you know, all well, it's tied to the, you know, and I really don't like to be conspiratorial, uh, but, you know, have her link it, give her the opportunity to do what she's the one to do, but give her a, a more national stage to do it, is to try to tie WikiLeaks with Russia, trying to say, oh, my gosh, vote for me because Russia wants, uh, to, you know, wants uh, Trump to be president because she called him a puppet. She called him a puppet of Russia. So she's trying to tell – and she said that in front of all these people in this uh, national debate and, you know, trying to make the tie. So I, I think he loved that WikiLeaks to her so that she can come back with the answer she did. What do you think, Ed? The government. A nuclear attack. The knocked out. I'll just tell you very quickly that Trump uh, went right back at her and said, you're Ed? the one that's the puppet. I thought that was a strong line. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and, and Ed, I'm sorry I couldn't hear you that well. And, and you're right. Uh, you're right, David. He did that. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately wasn't hearing you too well, bud. You still there? I know. I know you're there. I see you in the line, but okay. We uh, looks like we didn't have Ed's uh, audio. Yeah, and just let us know when you get that back. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, a hard time hearing it. And so let's go ahead, and at this point, uh, the, the people we have in line uh, is you, John. So what's your thoughts? And then we'll bring it over the loop. Well, I think that um, Donald Trump is kind of choking, in my opinion. Can you hear me? How so? Yeah, I hear you, John. Uh, How so? Okay. I hear you, John. Well, and I mean, I kind of differ. I, well, what's going on with our audio? That must be our friend NSA Tom or Fred or Bob, whatever they used to call him. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um, I liked what Ed was saying. He was kind of on target, and I kind of disagree with what David was just saying because, to me, Hillary Clinton is such a polished politician. She knows pretty in depth the issues pretty well as far as knowing how to speak about them. Donald Trump is such a newcomer, and he doesn't seem to pay attention to the depth and breadth of the information to be able to really prove. He he likes to say a lot about the obvious that we already know that's wrong with the system. I think my phone's going bad. Do you hear that clicking? A little bit. 
Man, what is it? With, what's going on tonight? People's phones and stuff and audio. Uh, go ahead. I just switched. I don't know what that was. I kept Good, because let's, yeah, because, yeah, cause if it, right, because if you lose the line in the next 28 minutes, you won't be able to call back in, but go ahead. Anyway, it just seems to me that uh, Mr. Trump continues to just keep everything surface level and just barely understand enough of the details to argue and fight her. I mean, she's got serious experience as far as understanding this stuff. Now, I think she's totally corrupt, and she's not fit to be a president, And but then again, our only hope right now seems like Trump, because the media is so oversaturated with all of the corporate globalist owners that want to make sure that Hillary is going to bow to them and give them what they want mm-hmm. as president. And then Obama has done the dirty deeds of being able to corrupt our judicial system and our Department of Justice and the FBI enough. And Clinton, Mr. Bill Clinton, helped that out with his um, um, connections with James Comey and all of those groups that are kowtowing to her, too, that the fix is in. And all of the down-ballot people for the Republicans that are Washington establishments, they're corporate, global, governance-minded people, too. So it ain't about Democrats and Republicans. That's just a smokescreen false flag for all of us to be following rabbit trails and being misdirected so they can scam us, because this is the biggest insider um, scam on the American people in the history of the world. And you think about it. They're using the NSA and all the intelligence, the DEA, the DHS, the Obamacare, everything. Yeah, they're using everything. So they know, and they get access to it. You and us pay for it, and they make sure that we pay our taxes and that we pay all of the fees that we owe them, and then they figure in all the tax breaks and the loopholes for them to not have to pay taxes, and then they have oh, access yeah. to the people who work in all of the intelligent agencies and all of these other bureaucratic organizations that they've helped set up to make sure that they can keep tabs on us, and then they can continue to manipulate their nonsense. It's just so the the down-ballot Republicans, they're most all, the only reason Donald Trump wanted to be president is because of his family for the future of his children and he's got so many properties and and investments around the world that he wanted to be in a position of influence to try to make sure that he continues to be able to do what he wants to do with his properties without too much um, pushback. Well, he can't do that as a regular businessman, but at the point in time that this whole system's being corrupted the way it is, he figures, hey, i got to take care of my kids and my grandkids and stuff, and they're threatening me, too, you know, with all this taxes and all these um, regulations and stuff. So, hey, I'll just hire as many people as I need. And Banyan, that guy used to work in data mining organizations, so he knows how to go out to LexisNexis, Axiom, these different um, data mining organizations, and find out what the pulse of we the people is, and find out who's more in line to what, to be able to tell us what we want to hear, but he doesn't seem like he's really that interested in the Constitution, and it makes me wonder if he's more interested in just not being a part of the regular global corporate governing group. And so the fix is in, in every category. We, the people, unless we rise up and pull our, you know, boots up from the roots and make sure that all of the other down-ballot people 
actually reflect reflect our values and we confirm that they're not corporate global governing nonsense people, then it, Donald Trump is just pandering to us because he'll get into office if he wins, but then all the down-ballot people, Democrat and Republican and Independent, will just use him as a scapegoat to blame all of the things that don't write. It's just like the misdirection they did with the Iran deal with the uh, Corker Bill Amendment. That was all about playing games in order to make it okay. For example, this most recent thing, the JASTA S-240 bill about giving Saudi Arabia, or I mean giving the victims of 9-11 the authority to sue the Saudi Arabian for the 9-11 stuff, that was all a smokescreen for um, Mr. Obama to veto because he wanted to look, be looking like the bad guy because he's on his way out of office. He doesn't have to prove himself to anybody, but he wanted to give cover for the Washington establishment Republicans because the Republicans would look good in the eyes of most of we the people if they're going if they're showing that they're voting against Obama. But Obama knew that he needed the votes from the Democrats and the Republicans in order to get it passed. So then that's one step closer to the ICC or the Hague or Interpol overseeing corporate global governance of our issues because now who's going to be the court of jurisdiction for these lawsuits? The, go- mm-hmm. the world people. So that was just the same thing they did with the Iran deal, the same thing they did with Obamacare. I mean, it's it, there's so much scamming going on here, and we are so distracted by, oh, I wonder what you guys think about when he said this, or you know. And I'm and I'm not trying to be belittling. I'm just saying that there's so many things that they're throwing out there that distract us as a, uh, you know, just to keep us off of the real issues that we can't figure out how to get our forces together and group Oh, yeah, we've been saying couple. that for years on this show. Yeah, yeah we've been saying that for years on this show, uh, show John. Yeah, and when, what did, uh, you know, I'm starting to say, like, I'm, I'm starting to sound. They all had to learn how to figure out how to focus and get it done. Otherwise, we would not have America. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, you know, I'm not trying to age myself, but, you know, I just kind of feel like Fox, uh, Fox Mulder from the X-Files by saying the corruption is in the deepest parts of government, you know, <laughs> because you you mentioned a whole litany of them, the FBI, the DOJ, you know, the just all of them. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. You know, it's they're all in on it. <laughs> it just seems like they're they're all in on it, you know, the, the, the courts. It's just unbelievable. Uh, so what we're going to do uh, – now it's real quick uh, to see if uh, check in with Ed. Uh, Ed, were you able to get your audio back? Okay, unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, he was able to. So uh, what we'll do is well, we'll bring over uh, in a roundtable discussion uh, back to you, uh, Luke, uh, with you know anything that you know you've heard here. If you wanted to make comment on it, uh, or if you want to bring up uh, something else new, we kind of got a free flowing. Thing going on here, uh, but let's go ahead and bring it to you, Luke. Yeah, um, something I've heard about is uh, the elections rigged. I've heard that probably a million times in this past 30 minutes. Uh, I think I, I think that is true, but uh, I think the basis that you're missing out is uh, Clinton is probably one of the easiest candidates to beat. Think about uh, 
if any other Republican candidate were chosen, they would easily be able to beat Clinton because she's obviously no no Democrat is very uh, excited to vote for her. They're just doing it because Trump or because they just feel like they need to because that's how they've been brought up. Um, Trump has a lot of ties with Clinton. People seem to forget that. Trump uh, used to be real deep with the Clintons. I believe they went to his wedding as well, one of them. Um, I'm just saying the uh, corruption could be deeper than people formerly thought. He could be not bought out, but he could be so deep into it that it goes over their heads. When I saw people were contending that he was actually a plant, and this was, I think some of the Cruz uh, campaign people were saying this, and other campaigns as well, uh, were saying that he was actually a plant from the uh, Clinton uh, the Clinton campaign uh, so that it would guarantee her the election. And there's even some people who are who were, who were starting to uh, mimic that. I think there's uh, one of the other talk show hosts that were, uh, were alluding to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to think that that's untrue, and honestly, it probably is untrue, but uh, it's really interesting to think any almost any Republican candidate could probably very easily beat Clinton except for Trump, and that's not a stab about Trump. It's just something that I've noticed that is just unbelievable. Well, a lot of people, including – Myself, you know, up until recently, I guess. You know, I mean, I thought Trump was might have been the only person who could have beat uh, Hillary Clinton. Because what I was, I used to say is, you know, no one, no one but Trump could take Michigan. No one but Trump could take, uh, no one but Trump could take states like Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't even think Ted Cruz, uh, Bush. There was no chance. I always said Bush wouldn't have had a chance against Hillary Clinton. I, I still don't think yeah. he would have because it would have been the whole Bush Clinton thing, you know. And, and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just. I don't think that the same people that come out for Trump, your your independent, run-of-the-mill people who've never voted before, uh, I think those people would not have come out for, and I don't think it would have seen the same crowds for, let's say, you know, Jeb Bush or, or frankly, I, I can't even think of any of them really, that would have been able to draw the crowds uh, and get excitement as, as, as Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said about him, certainly. Uh, but when it comes to who could have beat Hillary Clinton, I don't know. Which candidate do you think, Luke, uh, would have had the best chance of defeating her? No. Uh, <laughs> other than, other kinda, than Trump. Yeah, this is a difficult question for me to answer because, of course, I have personal bias. But uh, I believe that if the media was unbiased, if this country was perfect, which, of course, it's not, I believe Rand Paul would have because his his mm. ideas align with – I think Rand Paul would have so been a good candidate against her, yeah. Pardon? I think Rand Paul would have been a good candidate against uh, uh, against her. I mean, I think uh, I think he would have done well in the debates against her, and he may have very well even done better than than what Trump's doing. I, I just don't know whether, as a Republican, if he could take us, you know, I mean, an inside Republican, as some people would see him, even if he's really not, uh, if he would have been able to take, uh, as I said, states like Michigan and Pennsylvania, which very well may go, you know, stay in Democrat hands. But go ahead, Lee. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I just find it oh, – I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry about that. Um, I find it uh, very difficult to believe that uh, Rand 
I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And um, trying to get a hold of Dave, it looks like uh, and so I'm trying to message out to him to see if he's uh, about dropping his call and see if we can get him back here because yeah, we're here on Facebook and other places. So what I'm going to do is yeah, definitely uh, the show is going to go into its extended period. Uh, so do not uh, let the, the phone hang up on you or charge his batteries or whatever, because if we lose your line, uh, we're unable to take calls after the top of the hour. So in 15 minutes, we're able to do so. So I will keep the mics open. So if you think that there's going to be any, you know, any distraction or any noise or anything of that nature, uh, please uh, turn off your, your, your mics or mute your phone or what have you, whatever you're using. Uh, Cause you know, I'm going to play this next audio clip. And this is going to kind of give us uh, inside the mind of uh, some liberal millennials, uh, unlike our friend here, Luke, who is definitely not a, a liberal, but certainly what we could consider uh, a millennial in, in their group. But this kind of gives you a mindset. This is a long interview. It's about 21 minutes, uh, but I think uh, there's a lot to uh, be covered there. And I think, you know, let's take their mindset. And I, I definitely want to take comments. Uh, from the panel here uh, on this interview. And then, of course, we'll still have some more time for other parts of the discussion of the debate and also of uh, this election. But let's go ahead and, and hear that audio. One group of people that's going to be very important in this election, but we're really not hearing a lot from, are the millennials. Okay? You're growing. You're voting. You're energized, excited. Uh, in 2012, Obama really needed the, uh, the millennials to vote for them. Oh, you trying to get through? No, I'm just trying to get oh, okay. She's trying to find a she's trying to find a charger for her iPhone because oh, okay. her iPhone's out. Um, and so that's you know it's a, it's growing geographic you know of voters that are coming out there. And this is a, the main question that I'll be waiting wait uh, waiting for tonight. But why Donald Trump and not Hillary Clinton? Um, I I mean the reasons are self-apparent. Donald Trump actually has uh, issue or. Give me a second. Donald Trump has stances that aren't just paid for outright. Although he might be a wild card, we know that we're going to go down with Hillary Clinton. We know that we're going to see an expansion of the Obama legacy. And it's just going to be a continuation of the last 30 years of Bush, Clinton, back and forth, neocon, uh, globalist kind of uh, policy to America. Donald Trump says he wants to work for America, put America first, trade deals put America's lives first in uh, military um, explorations. Check. I mean, make people pay their bills. Price. Look at NAFTA. Renegotiate NAFTA. Uh, get rid of TP, TTP, uh, TPP or TPIP. However, yeah, it's called multiple things depending. Which is the only thing that Bernie was against. This globalized free trade multilateral arrangement that is not good for anybody except for the few at the top, which will benefit How old are you, by the way? I'm 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. So, are you in college? Or were you in college? I, uh, I graduated from the Art Academy of Cincinnati with a drawing degree. And uh, right Congratulations. now... Congratulations. Oh, nothing, nothing anymore. Hey, you graduated, though. <laughs> uh, so I'm in debt. Um, well, aren't we all? I, mean, I got student loans I'll probably be paying for when I, until I retire. <laughs> but right now, I'm a... Uh, I, uh, See, you don't want Hillary Clinton to be president so she can have the government pay off your student loans? I don't like that's ever going to happen. No, I, um, 
Actually, one of the things, too, about Donald Trump I like at the beginning, how uh, he looked at the, at the student loans as predatory. He, although he hasn't really talked about that, it Which is true. Yeah, he hasn't looked at it lately. I think that he would take some kind of uh, action against it eventually after we deal with our much more important uh, issues, such as immigration, such as, uh, again, our global uh, involvement militarily in our police actions that haven't been sanctioned by Congress. We have warlike actions that we haven't voted on. You know what I mean? The, the, the people have had no choice in the government for a long time. Also, Trump's a populist. He actually, yeah, he populist. actually won. I would have much rather see Trump versus Bernie, even if that meant Bernie probably would have won if they counted the votes. Do you think it's going to be rigged? That's one, of my, that's, one, that's one of my big uh, questions for have tonight. You read, have you read any emails that have come out? I mean, it's, it's not even no, I meant for this one. Do you think they're going to electronically rig this, uh, the general election for Hillary yeah, Clinton? You know, you know that there is, a, uh, there is federal money spent on a study. I forget the university that did it. To come up with a system so that you can have a ticket, right, uh, an anonymous ticket print. So you'd have two prints that would kind of come off that would say who you voted for. You'd get a certain uh, VPN, right, and then you could, if the votes were off, Let's say you wanted to audit the vote, you know, the voting. Everyone could turn it back, and you had proof right. of your vote. You now go. they have uh, systems that they're forcing electronic uh, voting machines. And uh, this is after Obama's already given state voting control rights and how they take the votes to the federal government. Um, and they're forcing these machines in there that have been proven to be faulty, right? In Hillary's favor, of course, as, as Bernie fans would know. Yeah. Um, so what frustrates me is we already have a solution that we're purposely not using. And uh, I can't see anything. How is that not corrupt? How is that not just a blatant thing in your face? You know what I mean? No, no, certainly, certainly. Yeah, we're definitely got some folks who are working at Watch the Vote, check out the exit polls. That's another thing, yeah, about Trump. Is he's been pushing so much about vote talks and uh, exit polling and things. I'm going to be wearing red when I walk out. You know. Yeah, I see that whether like when you go to the polls, wear red. I plan on doing some exit polling there myself. Um, and so now one thing, what do you think right now, and then I'm going to go to this lady here, yeah. is what do you think is the most important topic, subject, issue Syria. for for a millennial? Syria. Really? Syria. That's it. World War Three. That's it. What would you say on that? What do you think would be the most important issue for uh, millennials? Um, I, I would go with campaign finance, but I was a big Bernie person, so that's easy to say. I think that we need to stop electing leaders based on, um, you know, it's like an oligarchy right now. You have someone who was married to a president, and then mm -hmm. you have someone who has had a lot of money and influence, and honest, it does not look like he's come by it honestly. I don't think that either of the candidates have integrity. I don't think either of them are honest, and I think that I'm really excited for the 2020 election. Because I'm excited to see some people, some libertarians, some Green Party people. I'm excited to see candidates who actually represent the people. And I think this election was a big wake-up call because you have two of the most unpopular presidential candidates ever, and they're going up against each other. And I just, I think it's kind of embarrassing that you don't have someone up there who really represents most of the country, who also shows character. Well, my, uh, 2012 in that election. We interviewed Constitution Party, Libertarians, Green Party. This year I've been, uh, interviewed some Green Party candidates yeah. for Senate here, uh, also for House Representative. Out here, I'll give you the card. Do it to the podcast. Hold on, folks. We'll come out with my thing. Yeah, you can hear some of my interviews I've had with some Green Party candidates. Um, 
that kind of lean between the Republican and Green Party, if that makes sense. But I do. Um, you kind so of what? I kind of lean in between the Republicans and the Green Party. Gotcha. Is where, is where my, yeah. my, my leaning is. Because um, I consider myself a conservative environmentalist. Yes, they exist. What do you think no, about you carbon start? taxes? <laughs> what? What do you think about Trump's stance on carbon taxes? Yeah. I, well, you know, I, I, I do lean more. I, I, I hate to say more left, but I believe that yeah, you should, you know, tax breaks, things of that nature, tax incentives. Uh, give it, you know, we, we spend money, so we might spend on technology. Do you think the carbon tax system works? Do you think that no, no, it does not. No. No, different solution. Those don't work. Because all you're doing is you're giving other people the opportunity to pollute more, just because somebody else is polluting less, and you're still not getting less pollution. Fair enough. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. Um, and so, now you are a Bernie Sanders supporter. I was, yes. Now you're here at a Trump rally. But I'm voting for Hillary. It's for the you're experience. voting for Hillary? I am. Oh my gosh. Why are you voting for Hillary? Um, because I'd rather have a president that responds to public pressure than someone who's going to do whatever they want. You don't think that she's got people, you think she's going to respond to public pressure? Yeah. Absolutely. Or her donors? I would think that she will actually respond to public pressure, which we saw in the primaries, where she basically just turned into Bernie, got some more votes, and then turned back into the centrist politician that she is. Whereas so she was disingenuous? Yes, absolutely. It's okay to be disingenuous? Well, Trump is also, so we can't really ju- we can't <laughs> judge them based on their bad, character. It's not bad to modify your stances when you're more educated on the, on the, on the stance. That's not necessarily a bad thing. If you want to represent the people you're voting who are voting for you, and if that's what they believe, that's what you're. It's public service. That's what you're there to do. So what do you think about? And I'm, you know, it's good to have another, you know, perspective here. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the email? Oh no, I think yeah, she can believe. I was actually outside of the DNC during that, and I was at the Green Party protest. And people were really upset. People felt really betrayed. We don't have a system that people believe in, and Hillary Clinton is a huge part of that. So I'm by no means a big Hillary fan, but like I said, I'll take four more years of the status quo than um, risk it with, with Trump. Do you think she deserves to be president after the corruption? Absolutely not, no. But neither does Trump after, you know, doing jack shit. After what? Doing uh, nothing, essentially. But we... But we know, well, what about the Constitution? I don't know how much, you know, you follow with the Constitution. But when she was asked what kind of Supreme Court justices that she would pick, she did not want, say, one that would uphold the Constitution. You, would you have a problem with that? Um, i say that Trump would pick far scarier people when it comes to constitutional things. Um, he's how played- so? Uh, well, the biggest thing for me would be that he uh, said in interviews that he would punish women who seek abortion and then walk that back to he'd punish the doctors that perform them. That's a right. That's a right that we fought for. And when you're having a serious conversation about body autonomy or, um, or body, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, um, I do. Yes. Then you can't say you can't say that. I mean, it's, it's something that they've already passed. Roe versus Wade passed. It's a thing, and you can't you can't repeal it. It's not right for women. But, but what he was saying is, people who break the law because if they made it illegal, they would be breaking the law. Yes, and, and that thus they should person. be. They, they should, but, but it wasn't said, but not necessarily because it was an abortion. They broke the law, and people who break law should go to prison. But that's not the law right now. That's not breaking right. the law right now. Well, no, I. And I, nor should it be breaking the law. But he was stating, and we we're not going to belabor this because we got other things to yeah, talk about. Yeah. Is that? But what he was, 
because I don't fill it out, is what it was is if it was to become illegal and they did it, then they should be punished. That's what he was saying because they broke the law and people who break the law, like these illegal immigrants, um, they should be punished. So let's go ahead and bring it to that, that subject. Absolutely. Okay. It's been said in the WikiLeaks that she was saying she wants open borders. Yes. I mean, just let all these people, whether they belong to the United States or not, yes. okay, just let them come in. What do you think about that? For me, my personal position is that we need comprehensive immigration reform, which means that we it's not just open borders, it's not amnesty for everyone, but it's also not building a stupid wall and thinking that that's the only thing that we have to do. And I was kind of surprised during the vice presidential debate when Mike Pence actually doubled down on that and said, oh, it'll be in the air and underground. Um, well, yeah, the OB underground still dig underneath it. Yeah, well, I think that if you actually understand how people and illegal things are coming into the country, you know that a wall is not going to stop it because they hide things. for Israel pretty well. They're going to hide things in trucks. They're going to find other ways to come over. And what, what we need to do is never lose our, our compassion. And, and I, I doubt that Hillary actually believes in half the shit that she's actually trying to, you know, do. But at the same time, at least she's walking the walk and talking the talk and pretending to be... Pretending! At least she's pretending <laughs> to do the right thing instead of someone who's not pretending to do the right thing. Don't you want someone that's, that's genuine, that's who's, dead with other Yeah, mind? who's genuinely xenophobic? No. I will take someone who pretends to care about people over someone who's genuinely xenophobic any day. I find it interesting. I won't make uh, a lot of comment on that, but okay. It's so... Uh, we can stay on now for one more question on immigration. What's your thoughts on what they call anchor babies? Anchor babies should be allowed to stay. I think that it's... But, but that hooks their illegal parents to come and stay into the country as well. Well, okay, a person is not illegal. An action is illegal. If you get a speeding ticket, you're not an illegal driver. You did an illegal action. So I think calling people illegal aliens or illegal immigrants, uh, that's dehumanizing and it's not right. So... One more question, even though I said I wasn't, but I'm going to. What? Oh, man, they got food here. Uh, so, oh, well, I'll eat late tonight. So what should we do with the illegals? Well, first of all, you can't call them illegal. Oh, okay, whatever you want to call them. Undocumented people. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. What, what do you think we should do with them? I think that they should be, I think that we need to face the fact that, that the country is becoming a heavily Hispanic country and talking about just sending people out of the country. I mean, the rhetoric around this has been so hateful and so um, alienating that I have a hard time siding with the Republicans. I think it's ironic that, you know, they had this plan for creating more, basically getting more votes, the Republican Party, after being beaten two years in a row. Like, how are we going to actually change things? And part of that was getting women, it was getting minorities, it was getting, you know, black people. And guess what? Instead of instead of taking that advice, uh, they nominate Trump, who is getting fewer of these votes than past Republican nominees, which is kind of pathetic. So it's like uh, the Republican Party was told to go on a diet, and then they had, like, ten steaks in a row. Well, but the people the people picked Donald Trump, not the RNC. They they did not want him to be president. They yeah. did everything they could. Not president, well. They did not want him to be the, the nominee at all. Yeah, yeah. They and did I everything think, they could. Yeah, and I think the, sentiment, the sentiments that people are feeling that got Donald Trump elected, those are genuine. I don't think this is a genuine outlet for them. If you're upset with not making as much money as you used to, you want to see a better economic policy, you want to see, um, you want to feel safe, 
that's, that's, those are all genuine feelings, but this is not the man who's going to stand up for you. I think you're, you're buying into his con if you believe that. So is there anything Hillary Clinton could do that would make you not vote for her? I mean, she's, yeah. I mean, she's obviously little. She's obviously lied. She's done things that have been illegal to the point that if any of us in this room would have done it, we'd be in jail. But the same goes for Trump, right? What has he done that would put him in jail? I think like tax evasion, sexual assault. No, wh wh where has it been he's been investigated for ta uh, sexual assault or tax evasion? Uh, I think there are a lot of reports coming out of him doing that kind of thing, and he's bragged about it. So I what don't think well, he's done it. He's bragged about wanting to kiss girls. Are you talking about the the audio that just came out this past Friday? Uh, I think the word was grab, and I'm not going to well, no. finish it. <laughs> <laughs> grab what? No, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> we all know what she's talking about. Um, but I'm a guy here. There's tons of guys here. Do you know any guys that have not said that word? Uh, it's not. I don't have a problem with the word pussy. I'll say pussy all the time. There's I'm, no I'm, problem with that. I'm glad I'm not FCC uh, compliant. Yeah, it's, it's not the problem that you use lewd language. The problem is that you're describing sexual assault. And as someone who that has happened to, I don't take that lightly. I have guy friends that joke around about sex. They brag about sex. That's fine. Brag about sex. That's one thing. But talking about doing something without consent, that's not okay. And that should not be dismissed as locker room talk. Well, now what we're going to have to do, because I have a part of the show, I call it Bard's Logic After Dark. So now I'm going to have to wait till that part of the show to play your interview. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or at least that portion of it. I'm just kidding. So there's nothing she... No, but anyway, back to my question. There's nothing that Hillary Clinton could do because it says she's done things that put people in jail. She did, you know, the emails. She's had, there's people her age who had to plead the fifth in front of Congress so that they wouldn't get, you know, they wouldn't get indicted arrested themselves. I mean, she's obviously corrupt. She's obviously done things that are illegal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been... But uh, we'll bring it back to what you said. Trump has said things. I'm more concerned about... I'll ask you this. I'm more concerned about what Hillary Clinton has done compared to what Donald Trump has said. What yes. would you say to that? Um, I think that's a really valid argument, and I, I definitely see that. So and when, you, when you look at what they've done, what they said, I think it's important to look at the policies that they would actually implement, in which case I lean more towards Hillary than to Donald Trump. And if I may ask you, I know you're not supposed to ask a woman this, but since I'm asking millennials, how old are you? I'm 23. 23? Okay. Yeah. And so when you get your info, you know, information, where do you usually go for information? Um, I actually really like the, new, uh, the Real News Network. Um, it's uh, non-government sponsored, non-corporate, no advertising. Um, so all of their funding is just random people making small donations. Um, and it's very much independent. So, I mean, I still watch Fox and I'll watch MSNBC. I'll watch CNN just for S's and G's. But I don't actually think that what they're saying represents what's actually going on, and the things they're emitting are more important than what they're talking about. And last question, because we've been going on it for a while, and I could go all night. That's how, <laughs> that's how I could do a three-hour show. Uh, what do you think, let's have it be nonpartisan, today, and he said Syria, and not necessarily for millennials, but what do you think is the most important issue that we have facing America today? Ah... Uh. I'm going to sound like such a millennial, but I honestly think it's our environmental crisis. I think that before we... I knew you were going to say that, uh, but at least, knew, you, at least you didn't say global warming. 
Yes. I'm an environmentalist and I don't believe in global warming. Yes. Ain't that weird? <laughs> you don't believe in global warming? No, I don't. Okay. I believe in the giant plastic island in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Well, because think, yeah, there's something that has, that has to do with warming the planet called the sun, and they never really take that into consideration. Um, now, I do think we do have environmental problems. I agree with you. But you know what? I cut you off. Go ahead with what your the environmental issues, but important. Go ahead. Oh, I just think that I would the the thing that would make me happiest is that if they just heavily invested in um, green infrastructure, no, green jobs. I agree with that. And one thing uh, to look up, I, I don't know if they'll ever implement it. It's called the Solar Brand Plan. Yeah. It's, uh, I did a project on it years ago. Yeah, definitely check that out. I mean, I do agree with the green infrastructures. I think maybe the approach. We may disagree on the approach of what they would need to do. Uh, what my concern is, is what I think is that, obviously I'm not left, but I think the environmental movement has been hijacked by those on the left in order so they can propagate their uh, spreading of wealth agenda. Because they're not, the, the money isn't to, to, to do these. They want to take the money from the you know, first world countries and give them over to the other, you know, the other second, third world countries. I think it's just a, it's a propaganda for their redistribution of wealth uh, ideology. Yeah, but I don't, with capitalism, I don't see a clear route to environmental sustainability. I really don't. Why? I just, uh, I guess maybe it's my sources, but with socialism, it's very clear. Okay, we're all going to, we're all democratic socialism. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, okay, you know, with taxes, What's the difference? The difference is that people vote on it, and it's not just dictated to you. Okay, okay, I got you. I got there. Well, because I was, uh, at the Green in Ohio's Green Party's uh, state convention okay. this, this past April, yeah. and they were picking who the voting for who their nominee was going to be, and yeah. it being Jill Stein. Uh, now they actually were talking about their platform, and you, this may surprise you. There was actually people in the room because part of their platform was adopting socialism as their way, you know, to you know expand their views. But there was actually there were people in the room, and this gave me a little hope. That were like. No, they they did not want to use socialism as part of their platform. Yeah. They wanted a more capitalistic approach. It didn't win, you know, to be part of the platform, but at least there were some there. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you can find a way to economically incentivize people to... I like that word. Go ahead. To, <laughs> um, you know, be better stewards of our planet, then by all means, I would encourage that. I just, I don't see that as a viable option. Mm. Are you familiar with Newt Gingrich? I know who he is, but not much about him. Okay. It's probably a good thing, because you won't believe uh, anything he says. No. But, you know, <laughs> he's a Republican, long time. But he, he's written a book. It's called Contra. He's a Republican. He's coined a frame called Green Conservatism. Okay. And he wrote a book called Contracts with the Earth. If you got time, pick it up. It's still something that can be picked up. I suggest reading it. It talks about, it's done, you know, economically incentivizing, using a more conservative, more economic, you know, approach towards environmental issues. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, the, the, you just need to start the green tea party. I like that. I like green tea. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Wow, the 21 minutes. Same. I could have kept going. On the audio, but uh, I was glad to be able to play it. And so we do uh, have David back on the line uh, to get his first uh, comments on that. And then what we'll do it is we'll see if Ed's in, and if uh, he is, we'll get some comments on that audio from him. Then we'll bring in uh, Luke, and then John and Susan. We also have a couple other folks on the line. Uh, we are now what we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark. 
But remember, folks, we do have a 17-year-old uh, gentleman on the line, and that especially goes for you, Kelly, because I know you like to tell uh, your jokes while we're in our bars, Logic After Dark. Uh, but we will forego that uh, this evening. And uh, you don't respect have to for say our <laughs> friend Luke. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, and bring you back in, David. Thank you very much. David, I got you. I got your mic open. Okay, how about uh, Ed? Well, where's all where's all my people at? Can you hear me? Well, I tell you what, Luke. Well, well, let's go ahead and get Luke in the new Susan, uh, and then we'll get uh, Kelly in the line. Uh, we don't always have. Uh, sometimes we have some technical with the technical difficulties, Luke. We call that uh, the cause of that probably from our uh, good friend NSA Bob, uh, which Kelly uh, can tell you more about. Uh, but let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Kelly. What, I mean, Kelly, Luke, what did you think about, you know, our you millennial like yourself? Uh, she's definitely liberal. Uh, so what did you think with uh, a lot of what she had to say? And, and I mean, she, you know, she definitely argued in, you know, intelligently, I thought. Uh, but well, what's your thoughts, Luke? Yeah, I uh, I thought she uh, really believed in what she was saying, which is a good thing, even if she's uh, even if I disagree with her. I'd, it's always good to have someone who steadfastly supports a single opinion, doesn't waver on her issues. Um, although she did say she was supporting Hillary, which doesn't stand for anything really she supported. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she knew I, she was I, corrupt. Yeah, she even admitted it. It's unreal. But uh, I think some of the things you were talking about, about the in trying to uh, make America more eco-friendly, is that kind of correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, a lot of the economic incentives, I think that uh, hurts businesses like coal, the coal industry sector, uh, energy, I mean, they, uh, by uh, incentivizing, say, solar power, although I do like solar power, I think it would be great for this country, it kind of chooses who wins and who loses on the economic scheme, and I'm not really a big fan of that. Yeah, we definitely, you know, th- throughout the the years heard that. Uh, I mean, but they do it now. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of subsidies that goes to, you know, that does go to oil and to the oil industries at this point. I mean, when we do have, you know, different different cra- tax credits and things of that nature that's gone uh, to coal plants to become more uh, clean, such as uh, cl- clean coal technology. Yes. Uh, w- one of the things about subsidies, though, is. Uh, like you said, we do still subsidize oil and coal. Once you start subsidizing something, it is very, very difficult, if not impossible, to stop subsidizing that. I mean, look at our farms. You, We started subsidizing out of necessity, and we, for right now, we can't even see a solution to stop. No, that's definitely a topic we, uh, you know, haven't talked a lot about, but, yes, I have heard uh, – those same uh, discussions uh, with with other folks on there, and I do see that. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before I uh, brought in Kelly? Pardon, my name is Luke. No, I said Luke. Is was there anything else you wanted to add before I bring in Kelly? 
Oh, um, no, you can go right to Kelly. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll get it back to you, but we want to thank uh, Kelly for coming to the show. Uh, how you doing tonight, Kelly? Hey, I like green tea also. <laughs> yes, I do like green tea. With ginseng and honey. It's really good. <laughs> the green tea party. Oh, I like green tea. That was hilarious, Robert. Yeah, the, the, the green tea there. party. I, I, I actually like the idea of a green tea party. Conservative environmentalists, that would be great. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's see. I don't know if I have any more jokes for you right now. Um, where do we go? Um, so, Hillary is corrupt, but you're still going to vote for her, you know? Well, Trump says this. Oh, my gosh. That. Unbelievable. So, Trump says this. Trump says that. There's this uh, wonderful black man on the television. Um, he says, you know what? What comes down to I would, I would rather vote for somebody based See, how do you say this? It's brilliant. He was comparing Trump to Hillary, of course. And he goes, you know, I would rather vote for somebody who says blundering things compared to what somebody else has done. You know, like murder people. Um, <clears throat> so that's just kind yeah. of least, uh, the way he said early yeah, yeah, yeah. It was absolutely stunning. The, you know, the way he said it. He obviously he was a Trumpster, uh, but that kind of you know clarified some things for me at least. It's like, you know, said I vote for somebody who's said bad things or done bad things. Well, I guess yeah. Anyway, um, I missed the debate because uh, you just answered else. my next question, Kelly. I was going to ask you if you've seen it. Well, you know, us election transparency activists, right now we're in full gear, and when the campaign folk get done with, you know, the R's, the D's, the local races, what have you, when they're all done and they're having an after-the-vote party, us ET folk, man, we're just kicking into high gear. ET, yes, election transparency. Um, so I, I, it's it's a real interesting kind of life, and I'm – Reminded of the movie uh, All the President's Men with uh, Robert Redford and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Love that movie. Got to get it. All the oh, President's Men. Yeah, all, uh, Woodward and Bernstein from the Washington Post were investigating the uh, Nixon situation in the night of the, uh, um, I believe it was the uh, Republican National Convention. They They, they pan over the they panned over the um, office where they worked. It was, you know, uh, the press office. Nobody was there except for Woodward Bernstein. They were working curiously. But you could see, you know, the TVs up in the corners of the room discussing the debate or discussing the national convention, what have you. I'm like, that's what I feel like. Well, everybody else is like, hoorah, look at the – the hoopla and the dog and pony show as activists are still working, um, which they were, of course, instrumental in bringing down a president, also the grand jury, but the grand jury listened to their stories or read their stories. So it's something 
it matters not, folks, how much we watch debates, talk to our friends, call our friends, post on Facebook, go to tea parties or mm-hmm. tea parties. It doesn't matter. <laughs> when we have our votes taken from us and given given to things that we never consented to. So that's why I'm kind of working on this. I Sorry I called in late and missed the whole show. But I just thought I'd let you know that, where I'm coming from. I'll certainly understand it. We've got, uh, you know, I'm you know, tweeting out uh, Jim's uh, open letter to Donald Trump. Hopefully that gets the ears. And, and, and Trump does keep saying about this election being rigged, and I think I want to move on to that. Uh, and then I've got, you know, of course, there's still plenty of audio we can play. But I do want to bring that up is that, you know, what, you know about, about it being rigged, as I said, I you know, put, you know, put it out on Facebook. And he has been mentioning it being rigged. He has not gone far, in, you know, far enough to say anything about it being electronic. But do you think that the reason he's not bringing that up is people are going to start – of course, you know, the other side is going to start throwing, the, okay, now he's a conspiracy theorist. And she, and she came back, you know, pretty hard on him about, you know what I'm saying, oh, he said this was rigged, oh, he said that was rigged. Um, but, I, I mean, it's obvious. The system is rigged. I don't see how anybody cannot say that. I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine at, at the lunch table today, and then, unfortunately, Hillary Clinton sat down by us. And so uh, because we're in the work environment, we couldn't talk about politics anymore. Um, you know, she's like, oh, you're not going to go on with this whole rig, believe this whole rig thing. I'm like – yeah, I mean, as we stated earlier, I, I, I've never seen so much corruption in my life. I mean, it, it, apparently the FBI is involved. The Department of Justice is involved. You know, the attorney generals are involved. I mean, it, it's unbelievable oh, how much people are involved. Yeah, I, I'll tell you how they're involved in this corruption. They're involved in blocking it to make sure it doesn't get before a grand jury. I mean, my gosh, what if she wins, wins the nomination and she gets indicted? Uh-oh, she's not president, so she does not have the constitutional protection. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect donations. Go to jail. <laughs> um, you know. Hey, what well, um, well and, and, the, and part of the debate, part of the debate at the end, uh, you know, Chris Wallace was like, so, you know, when they're talking about it being rigged, He's like, we have a tradition here. And I was, I, if you guys are listening, if you, if you listen live, you're listening now on the uh, podcast, the free podcast you can find on iTunes, uh, is you probably heard me, you know, screaming at the, you know, the screen when, you know, I was, I was streaming the, the debate, uh, you know, the second half of the debate, or at least the last half hour of it uh, through the show. And you can probably, you know, I could probably try to listen to it myself, uh, screaming at the, the screen like, you know, when she's talking about, or when, or when Wallace, you know, Chris Wallace was talking about, oh, we have a history, we have a tradition in this country, you know, a part of our smooth transition of power that, you know, you, that the, the loser cedes to the winner. Would you do that, Donald Trump? And you, and you know what? I don't think you even asked that. Uh, someone interrupt me if you want to, if you, if you listen to the last part. And I think you were there, Susan, and, and you, John. Uh, I, I don't even think he asked that question of her. I think he just asked that of. Uh, 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 I think he just asked that of Trump. Do you know what that was? That was such a manipulative way to say Hillary's winning. That was such manipulative. Bull beep. Yeah. Son of a beep. All right, that's just a manipulative question. It doesn't even matter if Trump answered. You know, that's a push poll. You know, 
uh, ask people ten questions, and all of them are biased so that they get you to think about the other candidate. It's it's, it's called a push poll. The Bernie Sanders people are so upset with that. They got so push poll towards Clinton that they got just ticked oh, off. Oh, it was obvious. I mean, the, 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 yeah. This this debate was uh, that's why when I said it was so painful, it was so obvious. I mean, it was painfully obvious what this debate was all about. Well, yeah, and yeah, I, I I'll have to watch it on YouTube and and just or maybe I don't want to watch it. I don't know. Um, but I do want to make it was painful. You, you got to watch it because you got to you got to you got to be informed. You got to watch it. I hate. But let me. I hated watching it. There's times I just want to turn the damn thing off, uh, but I yeah, had well, to. You know, I mean, I can't report on it if I don't watch it. Yeah, well, let, let me let me throw out some work, workplace discussion, if I may. Workplace discussion, I was at a construction job site today. And I noticed they put some fences around these trees. I mean, you know, big chain-link fences about six foot tall, you know, chain-link fences. It's normally you put fences around a construction site for security. Um, you know, people want to rob all these materials and stuff. But so you put a fence around it. Oh, and there's another fence around the trees. And I guess the trees are going to run away. What the hell? Hey, guys, what's going on here? <coughs> Well, um, the city of Ashland uh, requires that the fences go around the trees. Like, what? Yeah, so people don't run into them. Well, it's in their own best interest not to run into the tree. It's called go to the body shop and cost you money. Oh, but we got to do it. We got to do it. Freaking really? This is on private property. This is on a church ground. And I was like, what the hell? You know, it's like, so you're going to protect the trees by making the contractors put fences? Don't you know somebody's got to pay for that? Oh, but that's right. What that's going to do is cause more hours and more labor and markups and more capitalism. Woohoo! Um, oh, they were just—they were so upset. Ashland, Oregon, is like this liberal, liberal hub in the, the southernmost part of Oregon, and it's like, oh, well, let's all live happy and be in peace. And how are you helping homeless? Yeah, um, I got some inside information. They were rather slow. Here in Marika, conservative, we jumped on it. Bam, seven nights a week, out of the gate, first year. And the liberals up there are so loving and compassionate. Let's just, let's just take everybody's money and make it, make government solve the problem. It, it's just ridiculous. You're going to put fences around trees. So that was our workplace discussion today about politics. Other than another guy who's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not even going to watch the debates. Oh, Trump. Oh, Hillary. I can't even stand both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, you yeah, can't I mean, make this up. Yeah, I tell you what, and. It just you know I heard that of course he see when he asked Trump that question and then he brought it over to uh, you know Hillary to uh, you know respond and and I don't think he asked her that directly uh, Susan you, you you were listening to the Bay or in and out Susan or John did did you hear whether he asked Hillary Clinton that same question directly uh, no um, <clears throat> I was going to respond to. Uh, Kelly, though, <laughs> he said that he liked all the president's men. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, you meant the president's women, don't you? As in Bill. All the president's women. I'm being funny. Oh, you that's know, laughing. Yeah, she was doing a joke, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, by the yeah, way, when boy, you... oh, boy. If you can yeah, do but... jokes, how come I can't? <laughs> well, I, 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 well, you, I, you can I, do jokes, love... Susan, of course. You just got to be as good as this. I'm just kidding, Susan. I'm just kidding. And I don't. I'm just just not filled with jokes tonight because it's so frustrating, but I'm glad to hear jokes. You know, in fact, you know, they changed the presidential theme song while Bill Clinton was the president. 
the old song used to be All Hail to the Chief. They changed the theme song <laughs> to All in, All in Hail to the Chief. All right. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. I, know, I know he says that Luke is 17, but Luke already heard the P word tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, that so, yeah that I, girl on the uh, yeah the and luckily it was luckily when that part of that audio clip came came through, we were in Bard's Logic after dark, so we're all right. <laughs> it was like two minutes after midnight say, when, when she when she busted out when she busted out with that word. I think we were already luckily uh, in Bard's Logic after dark when uh, when she spouted out that word, which I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh great, we got audio here, and I'm gonna. Um, but anyway, um, so I want to see if you know, we haven't heard well, from. Uh, I want to try to get. I, got, I want I, to try to give Ed and Dave. Susan, go ahead, okay. and then I want to try to get Dave and. I got it. And then an opportunity. I got to get off. I've got an early morning and a hard long day to work tomorrow. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that um, Hillary apparently not in distant past here. Um, sometime this year, I can't remember. I'm not at the computer. Um, she picked, she was asked who her favorite president was. And she said, sorry, Bill, Obama, it's President Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I nearly died when I read that. <laughs> That's not oh, the yeah. Time Honestly, really? Yeah, she's, she's had a thing for Abraham Lincoln. I, can't, I Googled it and Googled it. Used to be able to find it. Now I can't, but. When she was, I think, running against John McCain, they were all, a bunch of them were asked, who would you want as the, to take to dinner, living or dead? <clears throat> I don't remember who McCain picked, um, but she picked Abraham Lincoln. And I have been for years trying to picture in my mind Abe and Hillary at the dinner table together. <laughs> Oh and him shaking his head the entire time. What? Of course, of course, Honest Abe wasn't as honest as people thought that Honest Abe was. Let me tell you. <laughs> he uh, suspended happiest purpose. Well, right. I still like him. And she mentioned that during one of the debates, actually. I think I think she mentioned that during one of the debates, or, or one of them down. I think it was I think it was Hillary. Um, but yeah, and she mentioned even Google. I want to bring this up. Uh, she even mentioned Google. Oh, you could Google. I'm like, look, when I tell you, what, let me tell you something about Google when it comes to this campaign. I think they're behind oh, it too, right? Because it's just all these things point out. Because I remember when I was looking into Hillary Clinton's health. Remember when Hillary Clinton's health was a big issue? You know, before they really start pumping her up with Madison. Um, is that? Let me tell you. I try to look up stuff about her, and every time you try to pull up something about her health condition, you kept finding about her health care stance and how she feels about health care and this and that. I mean, even when you put her health issues or, you know, her failing or illing health, I mean, you could not find anything, you know, any anything about her uh, health Googling it. You know, so, I mean, and it's easy to do. You can hire a bunch of people to do searches, and it's the top searches that, get to the top, you know, get the fir- to the first page. I mean, come on. How many pages do you really go through before you, you know, stop looking in a Google search? You go a couple pages. That's it. So, you know, if you get all these first couple pages, you know, of Google, you know, not talking about the topic you're looking for, you know, most people are going to be like, yeah, okay, I guess there really isn't anything. 
because people don't delve into the topics, you know, as, as they should, especially when things – I really do. I've never seen – I've never thought an election was more rigged uh, than this one. I really don't. Now, real quick, because I do see it's about in the hour. We only got about uh, 20 minutes uh, before I have to uh, get ready to close things out, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, and so I, I got some audio, but I don't know if unfortunately we'll be able to play it. But before that happens, I do want to uh, us to be quiet for a minute, uh, not for any deep thoughts or anything, but to give uh, an opportunity to hear if we can hear from Ed or David. Uh, were, were you, either of you guys able to – I know you're listening. I can see you. Were any of you guys able to get your mics back? Ed or John? John, I'm here. There you go. Okay, well, I, I knew I'd see both of you on the line. I just didn't have, you know, I just wasn't getting an opportunity uh, to get either you gentlemen in because we tried a couple times and we're unable. You mean Ed or Dave? You just said Ed John. That's what I Did I say John? Well, you too, John. We haven't heard from, well, I was hoping to see if I could hear from Ed. Or Dave, we haven't heard anything from them for a while. Uh, but, John, we haven't heard uh, from you, too, and I do like to try to uh, round things off. So we'll hear from you, and then we'll bring in uh, Luke. And then we'll probably – well, we'll still – we might have time for one more clip, and then I'll have to do our uh, closing statements uh, for the night uh, before I close uh, out the show. So, John, if there's anything you'd like to chime in, go ahead. That's uh, uh, when I have to moderate between about six people. I feel like I'm doing a, a presidential debate. I'm just kidding, guys. Go ahead, John. Yeah, definitely I want to just tell Luke what a breath of fresh air, man. It, it was just great to listen to him and hear him and know when he's a young guy coming up wanting to be president one day. I just wish him the best. Keep it up. For anybody that might be listening, this is Barge Logic Political Talk. Catch it on Blog Talk Radio. Visit the BargeLogicPoliticalTalk.com website and share out this link as well as the podcast to all your friends and family. Now, getting back to the program, many people, Thank you, John. I don't know who's all listening on the show tonight, but for those that weren't alive during the 1970s, like 72, 73, 74, that's when Richard Nixon was the president, and there was this big, um, I don't know what you call it, a scam called Watergate, and then they had this commission called the Frank Church Commission, and there was an impeachment process to try to impeach Mr. Nixon. Well, Hillary Clinton worked as a part of the team as an attorney in that impeachment process over that um, situation with the um, Watergate and the under. I don't know what all the details was was undermining, but basically it was people within our government doing spying and um, stuff on other people and whatnot. Well, where's the be- that's the best place for Hillary to understand how all this stuff works. So that way when her husband got into office in the 1990s, they were able to start setting up certain things to make sure certain people were in certain places to be able to get away with certain things without the rest of the people knowing about it because she learned how Nixon and some of the scam artists did it back in the 70s. Now in the 90s, they take it to a whole other level, and then he kind of gets away with some of the nefarious foreign entity deals that he done and the tricks that he got how to get NAFTA passed and whatnot. And then now 
it's the same thing, but we've got the NSA now working overtime for all these insiders to do that nefarious stuff. And when you think about they're having their hand in with the big money scammers and what you guys were talking about earlier with the, you know, um, things that are disappearing on, on YouTube or whatnot, you think Google might be in on it? Well, that's the same thing Jim Condit Jr. was talking about with the secret, uh, what is it, the Secret of Oz and the Money Masters and those different things that were on YouTube that keep disappearing. And I think democracy or hacking democracy is another one of those links that people might want to look up and it keeps disappearing and different other people have to keep reposting it because it might be like either Facebook or Google or nefariously connected to help all these big money conglomerates of these bank people, which Hillary's affiliated with, in order to control our governing process. And think about the Federal Reserve. They continue this QE stuff. It used to be like $85 billion a month. Now it's down to $50 billion a month, and we're past QE4. When you continue to flood the market with more dollars, then that, that, that means there's more dollars to use to pay for the goods that are available. Well, when the only people that get to go to the discount window of the Federal Reserve are the big money bankers and the hedge fund operators, well, where's that money go to? The big cats at the top. Well, then that means they have more money to use to control the rest of the economy and to manipulate our government. And it drives up the prices of the products because the manufacturing of the products is targeted to how many you can actually sell and what that population's demand is. Well, if the money supply continues to go up, but the demand doesn't go up as much because people either don't have the money to buy it or they're not getting some kind of subsidy or whatnot, well, then the price just continues to go higher. So we're going to see some inflation go out the roof unless they have some kind of global war to kind of put things in another uh, another track, you know, like they did back in the 1940s when they put everybody to work trying to build military equipment and bullets and, and stuff to supply the war efforts. So anyway, there are just some points that I think are very critical in understanding where we are today and how we got to where we are about. And I think if Jim Condit was on the call, he could probably go into tons more detail than I – Oh, and just in thinking, Kelly, you've been in my prayers, my friend, and you've got a tough job trying to do what all you're doing and keep up the good work, brother. Well, I appreciate I yield that. The floor. I really appreciate that because I've had three friendly warnings that if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to possibly end up dead. So there I am at the um, election transparency conference two weekends ago, and I got a friend from a call, and he was freaking out. I said, dude. You stop what you're doing, or you're going to end up dead. So, number four, thank you guys. You know, <laughs> somehow I've managed to overcome it and help with a good lady. Um, long story with that one. It's a beautiful story, actually, but she's been very inspiring to keep going. Um, so, yeah, we just got to keep going, guys. We got to keep fighting. We got to keep doing what we're doing. So, thank, thanks, John. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, you know, and, and I can't remember, I hate to say it, to who who said it earlier this evening is I think it was that, a uh, matter of fact, I was saying that if Hillary Clinton gets elected, I can't believe it. I'm so glad I'm on vacation that week because I, I may need that next day just to 
oh, oh my gosh, just lock myself in a room and, and, and try to soak it in. But anyway, I don't even want to think of those lines. We just got to make sure that, uh, you know, as far where we can and, and talk to as many people. And, and she is just going to be a continuation uh, of giving over the United States sovereignty, uh, you know, to the globalist elites who she's definitely, you know, a, a part of. And you want to talk about being a puppet. Uh, she she's definitely going to be their puppet, and, and so well, yeah, because a big part of this campaign has been about women, you know, all the first American, you know, or, or, or the first woman, you know, presidential nominee, this and that, what have you. Oh, you know, Trump's doing so bad against women. He's not doing it get bad against all women. Okay, and so I've got this audio. It's the last audio I'm going to play for the night, and then unfortunately after that, uh, we're going to have to take final thoughts. Uh, and what I want the final thoughts to be, and, and while you're listening to the audio, uh, of course, we, you know, maybe make talk, some comment on that. Uh, but also I want you to think about, you know, this is the last, uh, unbelievable, this is the last debate. This is the, the last stretch uh, before the election, unbelievable. Uh, soon we're going to find out, you know, what happened. Is, is it really, is it, it comes down to this. Do the people win or do the people lose? And I truly feel that way. I truly, truly feel that way. And if Hillary Clinton wins, whether by hook or by crook, or competition thereof, or even if, let's say, by an outside chance, which I doubt, that it is an honest election, and she wins. And I'm actually more, almost more concerned about that. If it is an honest election and she wins, what does that say about the American people? That we would know, no. I mean, we've heard it tonight, and I've heard it from friends who are voting for Hillary Clinton, who they may not be my friends anymore after the election. Now, I'm serious about that. I mean, I may lose friends over this election. They know she's corrupt, and yet they'll vote for her anyway. But anyway, let's go ahead and then hear that audio, and then we'll have closing thoughts. And maybe I'll expound uh, more on that if there's time. But let's go ahead. And these are some uh, uh, Trump women uh, or women for Trump at the rally. So first thing uh, I'm going to say here is obviously uh, the debacle mm-hmm. that happened this uh, past weekend. It didn't phase you all in your support of Trump? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't change the bigger issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's obviously a disturbing thing to hear, but I'm also not naive enough to think that that language doesn't exist in society. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not a deal breaker for me by any stretch. Well, now there's women that are coming out saying, oh, he fondled me, oh, he fondled me. Do you believe it, or do you think it's, it's, he's uh, being set up? Absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, it's opportunistic, and I think that it's uh, really ridiculous, you know, at this mm-hmm. point. And, and the, really, the larger point is that I don't think anybody was electing him thinking he's like a saint. You know what I mean? The bigger issue Well, like my is, president, I'm my pastor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I condone the behavior, but I get the fact that there's much greater issues that um, are uh, that will impact me, my family, society in general, mm-hmm. and that's not one of them, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I mean, we agree with that. Yeah. Uh, now, let's say, well, because, here we go. One of the, the premises are, is when I, the reason I brought up being rigged, mm-hmm. there are some saying that this whole thing with, mm-hmm. the, with the audio tape, they think that, mm-hmm. you know what, they've had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're waiting, of course, for the oh, October surprise. Sure. And now, of course, now these women, mm-hmm. as soon as uh, Anderson Cooper asked him the question mm-hmm. in the second debate, have mm-hmm. you ever done that? 
Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever groped any women? And yeah. Trump said no. Right. Finally, after a while, you did say no. Yeah. Uh, I, as soon as you said that, I yeah. thought, you know, they're going to start coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to start saying, yeah. oh, yeah, he groped me, he groped yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, bring that in with the way that the polls are showing. Now, of course, they're showing that, you know, the polls nationally that Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. is coming up. I've heard anywhere between 10 and 15 percent. Some are saying that those are BS. Uh, polls, yeah. and we're not guided by the FCC, so I could say that on the air. Sure. So, um, so, you know, the, the rigged polls, mm-hmm. they're actually trying to set the people up right. so that when the Democrat, well, not Democrat, but Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. Democrats in the real pretty much rig the electronic, that's where mm-hmm. we're getting at, is yeah. the electronic voting system. Right. Then people are going to be like, well, okay. They're not right. going to question it because they're like, well, we just seen the polls. Do you think there's right. a possibility of our electronic voting system being rigged and uh, manipulated? Oh, I mean, there's no question. That's a big, that's a, a big concern. It's going to be even a bigger concern as the years go on. Um, but I, I think that there's going to be enough Trump supporters out there that will offset anything that they do. I, I mean, I, maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I just have too much faith but I, I just feel like there's a lot of Trump supporters that you're not capturing in polls mm-hmm. anyway. You know, mm-hmm. people that are supporters of Trump, they're not um, necessarily out there actively campaigning about it, you mm-hmm. know. So, I don't know, it's a concern, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? So, it's just I have to have faith that it's, the system's going to work. So. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we had a show uh, last night. Uh, we had Jim Connor Jr. on. He's really been following uh, really been following a lot, and he put out a 75-minute uh, uh, video on YouTube out. Uh, you can hear more about it by going to mm-hmm. all, the sh- all the shows or podcasts. You can uh, download them free on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, just Google it for the same name. <clears throat> Is that what he's saying, like, there's only three or five companies, mm-hmm. you know, that actually own the five major media. Yeah. Okay, and in turn, there's only a couple of companies that actually own these blocks of voting machines. Right. And so it's so easy for them to rig. I mean, once right. that vote leaves your hand, you have no idea what yeah. happens to it. That's disturbing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's honestly something that I have to put a lot of thought into. My concern is really have- more with people, um, you know, showing up to vote multiple times and stuff like that without, mm-hmm. you know, in states where you don't have, you know, where you don't have to show up. ID. Uh, ID. I mean, uh, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous for starters. But um, so my, my concern was more with that, but the electronic thing is not something I ever really thought of. And you're not alone. There's, I mean, not many people have. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it could be so underhanded and so effective. Yeah. It's because people... You know, aren't going to know that that you know, that's what's really going on. Right. And then, as we said earlier, you know, they're setting up, you know, the people to think, oh well, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen the polls, right. we've seen that, you know, all this right. stuff just came to a head with with Trump, yeah. and and now it's it's not expected. We're all going to go on our merry way. Yeah. Now let's say, you know, Gaia forbid or whoever, uh-huh. that Hillary Clinton wins. Yeah. Um, Besides cry, like myself. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I was telling her, I'm taking the day off after. I'll be either be in a fetal position crying or I'll be celebrating. So, exactly. Well, I'm on know, vacation. I'll be doing one of the two. Yeah. Um, what, what would you do? Would you be become more active, less active? Uh, do you, you know, what would you personally um, do? If that I would happened? probably take some time just to decompress from all of the craziness because it's just, it's just at an all-time stress right now. And then I would probably get actively involved, and I, I just, um, because it's just, if she gets elected, it just is a really concerning trend for just outright government corruption that people are electing, knowing they're electing, you know, they, they're corrupt agreeing people. that we're okay with corrupt government, 
as long as they don't say dirty words, okay. you know. I'm glad you said that. What would you say, because I've got two very intelligent, you know, very smart friends who mm-hmm. are going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Right. And what baffles me is mm-hmm. they, they know she's corrupt. Right. They know she lies. Right. For some reason, they think Trump could be some kind of Hitler or mm, something like I, that. I uh, by the way, so he, he yeah. talks. What would you say to convince folks like that that you know Hillary Clinton? You know Hillary Clinton is corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we only got the, really the, the two candidates. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to those those type of people? Because I mean, for starters, it's just a, a slippery slope that we're on here. And if we continue to lower the bar, you know of what we are willing to accept from our government, then it's just, I don't think they really see the uh, ramifications right now of what happens if we have a Supreme Court made up of active judges, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I would try to explain to them what that means with lower courts. You know, this isn't just Supreme Court appointments. These are judicial appointments that impact every layer of the court system, you know? And I would start giving them examples of what does that look like, you know? And I would just I would just tell them it, it, it matters if you have a corrupt I would point to other countries that have corrupt governments and say we don't think that'll happen in the United States because we've had it pretty easy and we're pretty naive you know mm-hmm. but look at these other countries and go tell you know go tell me if that's the type of government you want you know and I would I don't know I would just um, I would just tell them they need to be a little bit more educated about what they're voting. And some of them even say, well, nothing has been proven. I mean, how many times have we heard that people were arguing with with uh, whether they're independents, Democrat, you know, undecided? I mean, that, that's just, it, it's, I mean, I don't need, I really don't know how much more proof they need, you know? I mean, they want to mm-hmm. they want to act like, oh, well, the bigger issue here is how the, we these documents were obtained. And really, I mean... Yeah, Blame in I, Russia, I, right? Huh? Yeah, I mean, but I, I agree, you know, that that's, that's the world we live in now, and, you know, which makes her crime even worse, which is so ironic, you know, that, you know, it's like she opened this whole thing up with uh, being careless and stuff like that. But, you know, I would just say that um, uh, the, if, you, if you want to know the truth, then you'll find it. You know, I really don't know how much more truth yeah. you can find in these emails. Spend a day <laughs> or whatever <laughs> right, right. looking through these things, see the common threads that just point to government corruption, you know. And um, it's just, you know, the, the information is there. It's just whether or not you want to look at it with an um, open mind or not, you know. And last question, mm-hmm. well, second last, I should mm-hmm. say, is that, Trump and his campaign mm-hmm. has been described as a movement. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, even months and months ago, mm-hmm. you know, a couple other of these rallies I've been to, you know, they're saying, yes, this is a movement. And, and I wouldn't disagree with that. I actually agree yeah. with that. With it being a movement, do you think that there would be enough people moved, mm-hmm. literally, physically, <clears throat> yep. if she was to win, do you think people would take to the streets? Uh, I don't... I'm not saying that literally violently, but so, maybe. And if she says yes, maybe we'll... We'll, we'll I mean, definitely talk to her about that she, she wants to. If she too. wins or if he wins. If she wins. If she wins, I don't think so. Because to be honest, I don't think that you see, you know, when you look at the problems at rallies, for example, it's not a Repub- it's not Republicans beating up Democrats at rallies. It's, you know, I think that the violence is really more likely to happen on the other side. change ready. Put it in your hat. It makes it easier for them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I mean, I... I don't. When you say take to the streets, I don't know what that would look like. I think people would. Would they at least if it just go in there and protest yeah, and say yeah, it's rigged? Yeah, we know this absolutely. is rigged. But I don't think, as far as violence, I don't see that happening from 
the majority of the Republican Party. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying that the majority of the people, I think, would protest in a more reasonable fashion behind mm-hmm. the scenes, maybe, and try to figure out, okay, what do we need to do to move forward? You know? What if Trump wins? <laughs> well, I, I think, I think that, we know that. Don't I th- yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, I we pray either way. Yeah, I mean, either way, you know, we pray that uh, um, there won't be any uh, violence associated. I expect mm-hmm. that that would happen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the and there was a lot of breaking up. I apologize for that, folks. I don't know what that was. I, I don't think I played the one before, but a lot of it sounds familiar. But I did ask uh, a couple of the same questions to some people, and I do have one more audio clip uh, that you know has you know, some female takes on you know the election things of that nature. But unfortunately, I don't think we'll uh, we'll be able to have the time uh, to do that. That that'll, that'll probably take us too much into our uh, final comments. And so what I would like to do is uh, I know we still have yourself, Kelly. And also, Luke, you're on the line, and uh, Susan had to go. Uh, but then we got uh, yourself, uh, John. And so uh, what we do here, to give you a little uh, heads up, Luke, is that we, uh, at the end of the show, we take people's final thoughts uh, about the show, about the, uh, the rest of the election, you know, not quite predictions, you know, things of that nature, you know, but you, just whatever they want to do to kind of wrap up their thoughts about you know, tonight's show and, and, and moving forward. And so what we'll do uh, is – you know, first we'll go ahead and we'll bring it to you, John, and then Kelly, and then we'll uh, bring it over to you, Luke, so you can kind of give a, a flavor of, of how this goes, and then we'll uh, have to close things out. But uh, definitely, uh, Luke, now I don't know if uh, you have uh, mobile devices, but I know you can download tonight. Uh, it won't be available immediately. Usually, you, you know, you'll probably be able to do this uh, tomorrow morning or, or when you wake up tomorrow afternoon since you're off school tomorrow. Uh, but uh, it will be available for free download. You can find it on iTunes, uh, Bard's Logic, Political Talk, you'll be able to find it, download it free. Uh, email me if you have any problems with that, and I can get you a link uh, whereas you can download, you know, you can download from as well. So let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, John and Kelly, then we'll close it up with uh, Luke. Uh, too bad, I wish we could have heard more from uh, David and from Ed, uh, especially, you know, and Ed, uh, we haven't heard from you for a while, so we definitely want uh, to hear you come back uh, to the next show. Uh, next show is actually just a couple weeks before the election, uh, so we'll be uh, having just just a couple more uh, for that. So we'll, we're definitely going to talk probably more about uh, the you know voter fraud, watch the vote, what we can do in order to try to keep uh, this election from getting stolen from us. So let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, John. Go ahead. And we only got let's see, let me give you an idea how much time we got. Uh, each person's got about of you three. Uh, Two minutes, and then I'll have to close things out. Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, I'd just echo what you were just saying. That I'd like to hear from Dave and Ed again, and hopefully Luke will come back and visit us several more times and um, bring us some of that fresh blood. I like hearing that. And um, also, I just want to put in a, a little blurb for um, Jim and Kelly. You know, people go out and visit uh, watchthevoteusa.com or electionnightgatekeepers.com, kind of see about, you know, what's going on there and how you might be able to participate. And uh, everything really boils down, in my humble opinion, and like I've said before, everything I say on this show is an opinion, and uh, it's uh, all about the quality of life for each and every 
legal United States citizen, you have the right to this self-determined governance of you. What burdens you and what encumbers you is between you and God, and nobody else should be able to force rules and laws and processes and procedures on you without you giving mutual assent to those things. Otherwise, you're a legislative slave. They're bullying you, playing coercion and duress on you. So I yield the floor, and thank you for a great show. Well, unfortunately, it looks like Luke's phone must have died or got hung up on or something. Hopefully I'll get an email from him. Uh, But we have unfortunately lost his call. Um, oh, I'm so disappointed in that. I want to hear uh, Luke's closing comments. Um, uh, I do have his email. He did reach out to me uh, from the card I sent, that, sent out to him uh, when he was at the rally. And so hopefully I'll hear uh, hear from him uh, through an email. Maybe he'll give some explanation I could talk about uh, next week. Um, or perhaps he thought we were, uh, we were done. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's almost 1 a.m., uh, Easter time, so he may have been saying, look, you got to get going. <laughs> so, who knows? We'll find out, hopefully, uh, from him. And I apologize for uh, interrupting you, John. Go ahead. Unless I was, you were done. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. That's why I said I yield the floor. Okay, I'm sorry I missed that part. Kelly, that does give you a couple more minutes uh, for your closing thoughts. Uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and uh, give you the floor. <clears throat> Well, this is one of the most interesting, well, this is the most interesting election in my lifetime. I've been around since the 60s. No, I'm not a flower flower child. Um, but it's interesting to see the passion of so many people. This, that, it's, it's mind-blowing to see the division. I mean, I spent a whole weekend with Bernie Sanders folks a couple weekends ago. They are passionate about justice and honest election. Uh, they don't like TPP. They don't like uh, corporate control or banksters. Um, they have a very liberty-minded uh, liberty spirit about them. I mean, here I am, a libertarian, hanging out with all these Bernie folks. And uh, I'm hearing things from them against the right. On the right, I hear things against the left. No, 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 no. Who's putting this propaganda in people's heads? We are being divided. So we can be conquered. Classic divide and conquer. Well, yeah, and Hillary keeps saying she's going to bring us together. Bullcrap. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, they said that about well, Obama. Yeah, yeah, okay. So anyway, it, it's gotten to be such a zoo. I, it's, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to play a little bit of uh, name this tune. This is this is for my therapeutic humor that helps me deal with all this mess. Okay, therapeutic humor. Are you ready? Name this tune. Da 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 Inhale to the chief, hopefully. Trump. Inhale to the chief, yes, you got it right. Okay. Inhale to the chief, got it. So, with that said, I yield, I guess. Good night, folks. Good to catch up with y'all. And we'll definitely see you last week, and definitely, folks, check out the podcast as well as. And I didn't play this tonight. Uh, I was wanting to, uh, well, I probably won't. I'm trying to have the, uh, the time to do that. But I'll get to hear from the Patriot Journalist Network. Uh, so definitely uh, check that out. And so, uh, yes, look for us uh, next week. Uh, we'll be on at our regular time. I appreciate uh, those who 
uh, called in, uh, listened in, whether you did it live uh, tonight or listening to the podcast. Of course, I always uh, appreciate uh, the input uh, from you, Kelly, and, of course, Susan, even though uh, you're not listening to it now. But, of course, uh, you, John, and good to hear from you, Ed and David. And, uh, Luke, we hope uh, that you're listening to this on the podcast as well as your family and friends. I'm hoping I was able to get an email from you. I really wish we could have got your closing thoughts. Uh, And so what I'll do is, of course, I will end tonight as I do every night. And that is with the audio or the audio. Wow. Been a long day, I guess. Uh, With the music by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.com. AubreyAshburn.com. There's also check out the Bards Logic Political Talk website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. So take care, folks. Good night, and we will see you next week. Keep an eye on that, folks. Thank you.